three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. Welcome into episode number point three seven of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event. 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 If you're still with us, AJ Francis from the Washington Redskins. Um, hello, boys. You know, when we used to do this show together, we used to all get together and, and oh, hang yeah. out. I and, feel like we did it last week. Yeah, something like that. Well, it's good, to, it's good to chat with you boys again. we got a lot to do this week. Uh, coming up a little bit later on in the program, uh, a legend in professional wrestling, a man who is just an absolute icon on the indie scene, the great Christopher Daniels, will join us later on in the show from Ring of Honor Wrestling. Looking forward to that. Always enjoy. He is a second-time visitor on the program, I believe. Is it only second? I feel like it might even be third. I don't know. I've, dude, it's so funny. I don't know why this is, but I think it's just because Ring of Honor, the connection to Baltimore. I've probably had Christopher Daniels on seven different shows that I've done. In I was my- going to say, I, I know we've talked to him at least once on here. I've interviewed him for the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. I, I've talked to him dude, well, I mean, he's, so much. He's, yeah. he's the dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like He's just he's awesome. the dude. He's incredible. So looking forward to that conversation as always. Um, boys, I guess let's start. I want to start here as we dive into Raw. Um, I want to get right to what we saw at the end of the show as Braun Strowman maliciously attacked both Brock Lesnar and Kane. And there was something that really jumped out at me, and I was texting some friends about it. The I, fact that he was able to use a grappling hook well? Well, that that is, th- there is that, which is amazing. But there's a question I want to put to both of you guys, because what I, immediately after seeing the aftermath of all of that, I had a feeling. I said, oh, this is the moment when blank. And the, the end of that sentence is, this is the moment when we see Paul Heyman start to jump from Brock Lesnar to Braun Strowman. And the reason why I felt that way is because specifically they kept cutting back to Paul Heyman saying, I didn't see it coming. Which felt really unnecessary as if there was anything Paul Heyman could have done to stop Braun Strowman. It felt as though... It was something specific that they wanted to put in to start sort of this, I don't know, issue or this thought that maybe Paul Heyman did know about Braun Strowman's plans and that Paul Heyman has a plan that involves Braun Strowman. What is your thoughts? It's interesting. Uh, it would, it, oh, go ahead, AJ. I was just going to say, I didn't think into it that much. I mean, I'm, I, I can see why you would think that. I just don't see... If, unless Brock is leaving, like I don't see 
Brock needs Paul Heyman. You know what I'm saying? Like, Braun Strowman doesn't. And I think that would be a bad move, but I could also see it happen. You know, I uh, it, it's interesting because it would very much echo the way that they did do the Brock face turn. They had uh, Heyman, you know, because he couldn't beat the Big Show. The Big Show is too big. Jump over to the Big Show and then eventually go over to Kurt Angle. So it's interesting that way. I think it was less that um, and more simply we want a way to truly not that you really you, you had the image of him dropping the, the scaffolding on him. You didn't really need to put him over even more. But the fact that he, you know, not only out physically physicaled these guys he he outsmarted paul Heyman. where you know even paul Heyman, the guy who sees everything sees all angles didn't see it coming i saw it more in that way you're right they did focus on him a lot in that and i think part of it was simply that you got braun off screen so okay who's going to be carrying the acting when you know you have brock and Kane? two dead characters exactly so you need somebody to carry the acting there and you know anymore paul Heyman is never a bad thing no i, I, so I hear think you it was on more that. that but I, I think it is valid that there's they're at least going to put I think the next two weeks are going to be Paul Heyman. Part of the story is going to be Paul Heyman saying, uh, I didn't realize like we have a beast, but this guy is a true monster. Can you beat him? But, but hang on. Was it not viable already? Did, did we was there any world in which we didn't believe that Braun Strowman beating Brock Lesnar was viable? Like that. That's... I mean, I mean, just you got to look at it from their perspective. He they did. They had a one on one match and Brock Lesnar won. That's true, like, and one cleanly. That all that is true, but yet all we've seen from Braun Strowman is just unbelievable destruction. Like we just it, levels that we've never seen before. You're right. You're so right. we hadn't we hadn't seen it on Brock Lesnar yet. I think that was a big thing. Is that well, this mostly was, because Brock Lesnar's not stretcher, there? <laughs> Brock Lesnar stretchered out. We hadn't seen that. You know, even when he's in the middle of the match and basically gets stretched out, he usually you know walks part of the way. He doesn't make it to the ambulance. He you know he ends up coming back out. This was Brock Lesnar completely laid out and carried away. And that was the first time we had seen that. Uh, I can't remember when. I mean, that's fair. You're right about that. And it's certainly another level to the destruction of it. I, I don't know, man. I just – I had no problem with Braun Strowman as a viable candidate to defeat Brock Lesnar. I, I don't really know how there couldn't have been a world in which he was viable already. Um, I, I think – Again, the the sell on this has never been about Brock Lesnar. I don't think I don't think uh, did, who made that point that he it wasn't viable that he could win. I didn't think it was in, I didn't think it wasn't viable he could win. I think he's going to win. <laughs> I right. thought I thought that it was. Uh, I just pointed out the fact that in their mind, like booking wise, he lost clean the last time they they fought. No, so I hear like, you, but I, I again I I think that can happen. I didn't. Well, think don't even, forget there there are also people who. We at least we assume there are people who jump on for the the road to the rumble. This is when you know you start getting kind of the casual fans coming back. Okay, what's coming coming up? We know we're about to watch the rumble here. Who may not have seen some of the destruction that Braun has uh, has leveled over the past six I, months. Right, I understand what you're saying. I here's what I would say about the match in general. I don't think anybody's had to justify any aspects of Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. I think what's had to be justified is Kane being a part of the match. Right, like that's that's the part that they've had to sell. Is why why is Kane here? What's going on with that? And that was why I thought the week before it was it was so good, right? Like what they did with Kane was great because it really did holy crap make Kane look like a completely different person when juxtaposed against Brock Lesnar. 
Um, and so I thought that was a really good good thing. I just don't I don't know. This one didn't feel like it was necessary. It felt like they were trying to do something else here. Like it just felt like this was more. Also, this was in the main event. Or not the main, that was no, not the main it, it event. It was in the, yeah, it, but say, it was in the third it was hour. 10 o'clock. It was, right. it was halftime, right? Of the championship game. It was game, of the college presu- football yeah. playoff. But typically when Brock's there, they do that kind of quickly, right? Like they, they just kind of do it. Um, I don't know. It just felt like they were trying to do something beyond just let's make Braun Strowman look really good again. Maybe. Maybe I I don't think there's it's it's necessary and I don't what's the story you're telling if if Paul Heyman is jumping what's the, are are you trying to position you're, you're going to have him jump you're going to turn you're going to make Braun a heel and you're going to have Brock come back as a face for Mania is is that the story you're trying to tell there yeah and that's the interesting part about it because the only way that it works this way is it would have to involve him being a heel and frankly you don't really want Paul Heyman associated with someone who isn't a heel and so there's that. I, I do wonder long term, we've talked about this a million times, as much as Braun is truly a face right now, having someone who's a giant, what he did, even if he's quote unquote a face, th- there's nothing face about what he did on Monday night, right? Like, you can't try to pretend like that's something that a good guy does. There's no world where that works, right? Like, that was, that yeah. was chicken ass. Um, so, I, I would think that it's sort of already been set. That for whatever reason, whether that's because of, you know, you want Brock to be a face or that's because you want to come out of this with Braun and Roman or whatever it is, it, it feels as though whether whatever you do with Paul Heyman, you, ha- you can't come out of that last night and then just keep going back to Braun Strowman being a top face, right? Uh, I mean, again, what we've, we've it's established not, not really that it, any different. Yeah, it's not really any different than the stuff he was doing before when he was a face. If you do something awesome enough, like the, you say it's chicken ass, and yeah, I mean it was heelish, but it was it definitely wasn't chicken shit. Like that was a I'm going to do something awesome and make the world talk about it, which as we've but you, established, but you attack if you do people. Something no, awesome no, no, no. Enough, Attacking someone unexpectedly is chicken ass. That's that's what that is. That's sure. That's your, but but chicken shit would be to attack someone unexpectedly and then run, not beat the crap out of them completely and then throw a grappling hook and pull down the whole set on them. Like that's not that's not chicken shit. That's being awesome. Well, it, I, and again, this is part of the problem that we have with Braun Strowman is that things look so awesome that you kind of dismiss it, but you can't dismiss the chicken shit nature of it. You're you're trying to do that. It one thousand percent is. Well, but if you were doing chicken shit, you wouldn't have had him do that. You would have just had him jump. Well, if you wanted him to be a coward, yeah. If you wanted to make him build him up as a coward, but you're building up more is that he's evil, dude. If you're attacking people unexpectedly, even if the guys you, that you're competing you against can attack people unexpectedly without doing something that the entire wrestling, you know. It, it was on blog, you know. It, it made mainstream media all the gif of you know him pulling it down. Like you don't do that if you're trying to make him a even cowardly heel, let alone chicken shit. Well, or, I'm not. Or anything I, that's like I said, or it's, evil. it's not or cowardly, evil. but yes, yeah, there, there there are ways to do evil without making it look truly awesome like that. Well, that's a fine line that they're walking right now. That's a really fine line because, dude, that's it's evil. That's what it is. At the well, end, hold on. Wait, was it evil when he tipped the ambulance? Like we were talking about how yes, awesome we ta- it was. That was know? the part, and well, we said that was the problem. Te- I mean, he was, was technically the heel when he flipped the ambulance. He, he was technically heel, but it, that was made. That segment was made for him to get cheers. The, the I, pulling, pulling the, the set down on him was made for him to get cheers. Right, but that's a character problem. Like you're, you're, you can't pretend like that isn't a it's heel thing a char- to do. It's not a character 
problem when he's he's just a badass, scary dude, and people love him. So he doesn't really. It's like when Stone Cold would. Stone Cold literally stunned women and and little people and all types of stuff. And when he kicked Bret Hart out of, or when Shawn Michaels kicked Bret Hart out of a out of a, a wheelchair, he got cheered. You know, it, these are terrible things, but you're still the face because of how people react to you. Right, correct, because they're character problems that I keep coming back to. Like, this is an issue of having good guys do bad things. Um, you can't get around. This is a bad thing. You shouldn't be doing good that. Good guys do bad things in real life. Uh, there's something to be said for that. Sure, this isn't real life, right? And this is a whole, I get it, we're going down a road here, but at some point... We... Yeah, we are because I'm talking about it with you. That's the we, way. That's the way this works. I'm not saying that you're agreeing with are, me. I didn't say you agreed with me. I didn't are you say French? that. What's that? Are you French? Oh yeah, because we. I hear what you're saying. I'm telling you that this is the same thing that you do, and it was the awkward part when they did that the first time. Aaron, you can say that they did it to get cheers. They didn't. They very clearly wanted Roman Reigns to be but the no, good no, guy. I, I, when I said did to get cheers, I was talking specifically about this segment. That they, they wanted him to get cheers because he was doing something so awesome. Just, just like when, you know, we, we had AJ just said, you know, but beyond the stunning women study stuff, the, you know, he ran over people's cars with monster trucks. He filled it with some, he did all sorts of, you know. What you would say would be right, really fucked up shit, over, and really over, heel shit. Well, there's two but things the, too. One, one, it was in a, such an awesome way that you can look past it, and and so in this case, yeah, I don't think that there was any sort of. If, if you want to say it's a character problem, okay, okay, maybe it is. But as long as he continues to do awesome stuff, he's going to get cheered, and it's going to be intentional cheers. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, again, that wasn't what they were going for when they first started. It backfired on them because they didn't realize that when you do something that's a holy shit thing, right? Uh, people yeah, are going to react the same you're way. Right. You're, now, you're if what right. you're saying, the ambulance was not necessarily supposed right. to, and, and we did have that discussion about how they screwed up because how can we not cheer that? Right. It just looks so effing cool. And there is some extent where you're saying perhaps they learned from that and decided, well, we're just going to have them do awesome things. But again, how is Brock Lesnar not a sympathetic figure right now? And I'm not saying he's overwhelmingly sympathetic say, are, are they... because he's Brock Lesnar, but how is Brock Lesnar not sympathetic in this situation? He was maliciously attacked. He was attacked unexpectedly. How's he not the face in this situation? He, I, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's the heel. I think Kane is the heel in all of this. If you want to say that they're, you know, if if you want to move it. Braun is the face, Brock is the tweener, and Kane is the heel? Okay. Okay, but if what we all are, are we all of the assumption that this is going towards Braun and Brock 1v1 at WrestleMania, right? No. No. No? No. I, I still don't see why. I, I still see Roman involved. I absolutely see Roman involved. So you, I, I don't know if it's one on one. I don't know if it's a triple threat. I would be stunned if Roman was not involved in the title match at WrestleMania. Um. I mean, okay, it's Roman Reigns. I hear you. I mean, it's I Roman Reigns. They've been building to this. They're not. I don't think they're. But they haven't. Wait a second. How, how have they been building to it? They've been. We've been talking about this match. This this Brock Roman match. But they haven't been building to year. it. That's the difference. Like we've been talking about well, it, but there's well, been no, no I mean, build. Well, we, they they've been trying to position him as a face. We've talked about. You know, they've been trying to position him as a face. They've been. They they haven't built the direct match yet. No. But they've been, you know, doing okay. all the little things, so, trying to so get the again, crowd I'll, behind him, I'll, trying I'll present to either way. Him in the right area. Well, hang on a second. Whether it's Brock versus Braun, whether it's Roman versus Brock versus Braun, whether it's Roman versus Brock, right now, who's the heel? 
that I mean now that's a that's the fair question there. If you want to say are they positioning Brock to be in the title pit picture as the face against heel Roman, I think that's a fair question. But they've done nothing to make a heel out of Roman. Well, they they don't. I mean, they haven't yet. They but you're right. The I still time, think I still the think good time Roman to turn is, somebody the good time to turn somebody heel is when they're really becoming a face. Right, and I, so you see, can make I, I that argument. He's really becoming a face. You that, can make that right. argument for Roman, but I would say that you can make the same argument about Braun Strowman. You need somebody to be a heel here if it's not going to be Kane moving forward. Somebody's got to be a heel, and a very logical way to do that, because you haven't built Brock as a heel, is to take the guy that is the heel in the process, which is Paul Heyman, and uh, put him on, uh, associate with someone who knowingly work together to try to attack somebody else. That would seem to be a good way to try to create a heel, which currently you don't have in any of these scenarios moving towards WrestleMania. You I guess also we, don't need a heel, though. I mean, you can argue that. You don't. But typically because, at WrestleMania, you like to have you know, one. Because no, no matter who's in the match with Roman, they're going to get cheered. So you don't really need a heel. Uh, true. I mean, true. if we're assuming that Roman's in the match. Correct. Yeah. If you're Assuming working, Roman's in the match, and if Braun Strowman's in the match, same thing. I guess here's here's the question. Here's the other question: Does putting Paul Heyman with Braun Strowman equal a heel? Well, I mean, you can make the argument that that's just going to make people like him more because they like Paul Heyman. But right. I think that you would you would make, you would have weasel Paul Heyman, and to me, his reaction at the end of the night looked more like weasel Paul Heyman, looked more like dastardly Paul Heyman than anything else. That's to me why I was so caught off guard by it. Again, one for, again, part of it being somebody's got to be a heel here. And I get you can say you don't necessarily have to have somebody be a heel, but they, I, I, I still don't believe that they did all of this work with Roman Reigns to just sit back and say, yeah, but we're not really going to try to make it look like he's not the heel at wrestling. Like, I think that they want him to be in a different position, and they would like to have, ideally, him work with a strong heel. Now, how do you have a strong heel in this group? I, I, I don't have that answer because right now, Brock Lesnar's sympathetic and hasn't been working as a heel necessarily, and because Braun Strowman, you've turned to face. So who from this group is your your strong heel if you're going to go that route with Roman Reigns? But as as AJ pointed out, I, even if you put, you know, you do something, who's coming out of this as the strong heel if they know that Roman is the first opponent? That I, I think that's the flaw in it. Is if you're almost, I guess it wouldn't be immediate. You would probably go through elimination chamber for officially announcing Roman or whatever, because I, I assume he's not winning the Rumble. Right. But, like, the, that's a really short time to be like, oh, this guy's a heel. Oh, so, yeah. So then you're just punting on everything you've did with done with Roman Reigns. You're saying, we spent the last eight eight months working on a plan. Are you peeing right now, by the way? Really? Yeah. Are you really doing this right now? I had to, <laughs> to pee. What do you want me to do? Maybe say I have to pee and we can pause for a second. Dude. <laughs> you guys are having a good conversation. I mean, yeah, but it's a pretty like. What are we supposed to ignore the fact there's a man pissing in the background? You know what? We're, we're we're leaving it in. That's the way it's gonna go. We're leaving it in. As you should. As you should. Yeah. You mean for the eight months that you did to try to make this work with Roman, you're then gonna turn around and say, "Ah, but hell, they're just gonna boo him anyway." Well, why I did mean, you do I, I this? Think they, they've been doing that for three years. Is there? I don't. No, I don't they haven't. They have not tried like this to push Roman. But Reigns. they're going to say. All right, we're going to do this, and people react how they want. The same thing they've been doing with Roman for three years now. Dude, they restarted the shield. But they the purpose- shield is dead. I understand, but they <laughs> did things purposely. The shield is not dead. It is on 
Okay, it's dead through it's dead through WrestleMania. My, and that's what yes. we're talking about here. My point being, you did that. You did all of these things yes. to try. And so your the, the statement back is just, well, you know, we tried. We did all that stuff, but the hell with it. They're just going to boo anyway, so let's not even bother. What, 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 okay, what's your position to let's, – let's assume that Roman is in the match here and they want Roman as a face. Do you think that positioning Braun with Paul Heyman – is enough to make Roman the overwhelming face in that situation? The over, I don't know if overwhelming is the word. I think it's that you or have the, to, even the clear face. Yeah, I mean, you would, you would have to absolutely juxtapose Paul Heyman in the process. You would absolutely have to make him the weasel. You'd absolutely 100% have to make him squirrely. You'd have to do underhanded things with Paul Heyman. Have Braun Strowman steal the Royal Rumble match somehow. The, or, I mean, the, not the Rumble match itself, but the title. Somehow have him do super squirrely things with Paul Heyman in order to create a super villain. Yes, that would be the best way that I think you could go about doing it. I'm not saying it's the best thing for you to do, but based on all the work that you've done to this point, what what is the other scenario? The other scenario is simply saying, ah, the hell with it. They're just going to boo Roman, so we don't care about what we did. We're just going to be back in the same position that we would have been had we never put the shield back together. Had we never tried all of these things in order to make it work with Roman, we're just going to give up on this. That's your alternative. Your alternative is either attempt to create a strong heel and use someone that we know is capable of being a very strong heel in Paul Heyman when he tries to be a very strong heel. It's either do that... Or just do nothing and and just say, wow, what the hell? We tried anyway. Well, there there actually is another uh, scenario there. Instead of being Braun the one to turn heel, uh, you, you everything you've said is correct. The other logical thing is you turn Brock somewhat chicken shit. You say, you know, oh shit, Brock isn't the beast. He isn't the monster. He cheats to win the Rumble match. He starts getting squirrely, and I mean, that's, that's the I, way you do that, it. That's what that's what I think is going to happen if if Braun doesn't win. I think Brock is going to just like use a, a chicken shit way to win. I think if you're if you're trying to uh, position Bra- Roman as the face, that's about. I I think that that gets yeah, more booze than Braun turning heel and uh, putting Heyman with them. I'm not saying you couldn't do that. I don't know how fresh that is. I don't know how hot you can get that, and I don't know how much heat you can build up because it doesn't smell all that different than really what Brock Lesnar kinda is. Um, you know. I think that you're wrong. Okay. I think that if Brock, if the match is going on 20, 25 minutes, and right at the end, uh, Braun hits Kane with the running power slam, and then Brock Lesnar comes in and just throws Brock Lesnar over, I mean, Braun out of the ring and then covers him one, two, three. And Brock Lesnar's never won a match like that ever. I, I think it would have to be a little di- – I think that, yeah, you could do that. I, I think if you're going trying to get nuclear heat on Brock, you have that. You have Brock come in, hit a low – like, you, you do it really yeah, slowly. I think not you just have, throw I, him out. You do low blow. You do whatever you need to. But, yeah. Okay, and again, I would say let's come out of WrestleMania with this. We're, are, are, we, are we under the assumption that Brock is disappearing again for a little while after yeah. WrestleMania? Yes. Okay. Yes. So or, or maybe he's around t- through Backlash or whatever. Sure, yes, I think he's gone like shortly after Mania. So coming out of that, what, what have you done? How have you built all of these guys? Like what, what, have, what have you accomplished if that's where you're at at that point? Are you, are you in a good position with Roman and, and Braun moving forward? Do you have yes. two guys that are both faces and you just – sort of try to keep them away from each other at that point? Yes. 
I, I don't know how that makes a lot of sense. I think oh. ideally you want to have a top face and a top heel coming out of this. I think ideally that's how you want your company to exist, is to have a top face and a top heel, not necessarily to work well, with each other. A, well, they have a top heel. It's the Miz. I mean, you can argue that he is, if you're prepared he, to go that route. Then is he in the title picture? Right. I mean, I it, love he it. should be. I, I agree with you, but... I mean, he's I the know. top heel if... He's a top top heel if you don't... Like, if you're taking out Lesnar and... Lesnar is going to be the heel in this match. I don't understand why that's so hard for... Well, because they've done nothing to... to no, 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 no. Dude, you're just saying that. You have nothing to work that on. They haven't made him a heel at all. I didn't say they've made him a heel. Right. So you've just decided that he's going to be. First of all, Brock Lesnar is not a face, neither neither face nor heel. Right. At all times. Correct, which is why I'd be surprised by them going drastically one way or the other with him. My point being is it's like it's like how um, sexuality is fluid. Brock Lesnar, his heel face is fluid. It depends on who he's in the match with, what the build is, all that. But he doesn't change anything about him. But right now, but it, without doing something significant, he can't be a strong heel to Roman Reigns. You are right. You would have to do something significant with him to make him a strong heel for a Roman's Re- Roman Reigns match. And in but this, I like, like I said, I think the match is him and Braun. Right. Well, then that doesn't work either. There's, he's not Why a strong heel it? for Braun Strowman either. Now that yes, that's he is. how is Brock Lesnar a strong heel for Braun Strowman? Right now, right, he's a strong heel because he's a strong heel because he's the antagonist. He beats him. He's the one person that can stop the monster. But that doesn't make him a heel. That just makes him the guy that he's up against. It makes him the heel when everyone's cheering for the other guy. But have you noticed in any world that they're booing Brock Lesnar? Have you? Have they ever? When was the last time they had a match together while Braun? Well, they've been in. They've been in the ring together. But Braun has. Well, I, I don't get the point that you're making. I clearly. Like, what, what I'm saying right now is that you, any of these matches, have no strong heel. And it's one thing to just say that's fine. We're just gonna have a match with no strong heel, which I think probably works better. But it's also, it's also January. You're being annoying as fuck right now. No, no, no. You're just getting frustrated right now. Yeah, it's it's too early, bro. It's too early for you to make these drastic but i'm like, saying that this is where you're at right now i'm asking what are you doing to get there i'm not saying it can't happen i'm not saying you're going to have a match without one i'm saying what is the logical path in order to get there that's the conversation we're having and we've already had it for 30 minutes and we've said that he's going to do something dastardly squirrely wormy to win and that's going but to that wasn't brock the Lesnar picture that you deal. painted you're, you're saying with brock lesnar is if he just gets a last second pin all of a sudden he's a strong heel uh, if Braun Strowman's about to win the match and Brock Lesnar comes in like The Miz does, how The Miz wins every single title match that he has with more than one person in it, when he comes in and throws him out, he immediately it's a heel move. It is a heel move to do at the end. It's a cowardly move. It's a heel move. I don't understand why that's so hard for you to comprehend. Because he's Brock Lesnar. Because he's not The Miz. And, but he's also, if that makes it even worse. You expect The Miz to act like that because in in kayfabe, you don't think Miz can actually beat people in fights. But when Brock Lesnar, who actually can beat people in fights, does it, if like, he, oh my if, god, what a fucking scumbag. Right, if your argument is that he's going to go hide during the course of the match, um, and, and purposely they're going to paint a picture where he's just purposely cowarding uh, during the course of an entire match to then come out and win, that's a different thing. If you're saying that he's going to be involved in the match, and at the end somebody's going to have a setup for a pin... Well, he's going to break it up because he's Brock Lesnar and he wants to win the match. So if you're saying he's going to go hide, 
like the Miz, like he's going to purposely get take himself out of the match, that would be a different road. I mean, it's also what he does in every match. Who? Well, he generally, hide. generally he doesn't hide. He gets taken he out hide, in some but way. He's also yeah, not, he's not in every match, so I'm not saying that that's out of the picture either. Well, yeah, but I think they would have to do a better job of clearly painting a picture where that's on the broadcasters who it is. Somehow you would have to make him completely chickenous, and I would still come back to the same thing. So coming out of this, are you you're of the opinion, AJ, that it doesn't matter, and Braun and Roman should both be faces coming out of WrestleMania? Yeah. Okay, and I don't. I that's where I disagree. I think one it makes more sense for what I believe we would all believe to be the two top guys in the company. Is would anybody disagree with that? That they would be the two on the show. That they be the two top yeah. guys. Well, here's where here's where it comes into uh, something uh, else. But, comes but my into thing play. is this: Braun and Braun like... and uh, Roman aren't necessarily going to be on Raw together after WrestleMania. They they will have the shakeup again, and it would not shock me at all to see Braun in particular moved over to SmackDown. Well, that would change a lot of things then. Yeah. That would change a lot of things, and it would be a, a if if that's their intent. Um, you know, they have a top face right now on SmackDown. You know, unless he moves, you know, right? Again, but then like, you're in the same the, situation. We you can have shuffle to... up the rosters however we want. We don't necessarily need to keep the structures going into right. Mania the same after Mania. I understand what you're saying. I would say in general, no matter where he is, ultimately, and I get your argument that if he just keeps doing cool shit forever, then he's just going to be a face. There's some, there's truth to that, right? To some extent. But it is. There have been very few monsters, very few dudes that just don't look human that you've been able to keep as top faces for extended periods in their career. Because it's just hard to keep them as, right. as face figures. I think it would make more sense coming out of WrestleMania to have repositioned Braun Strowman as a heel. Because I think logically, Braun Strowman should be a heel. I think I you're mean, right. And I, and I think you're that... logically right. But here's the problem, though. Idiot fans like you guys who think too hard about this stupid shit were spent three months cheering Braun Strowman when he was still really green for no reason other than the fact that he was fighting Roman Reigns. Then he started to do cool shit and they really cheered for him. Now he can never go heel again. Like it, the thing it would take Braun Strowman to do to go heel, I don't know what that would be. Oh, I, I think you can go here. Yeah, you just I, have to have him stop doing the would, awesome shit. Yeah, I mean, I think he that would literally, yeah, he would it, literally it, have to murder someone. No, no that, the problem he, is that he, would he be goes the opposite. Yeah, right. He stops doing he the awesome shit. He literally, no. he, he literally pulled a scaffolding down on two people. I'm aware. This week, I'm and aware. That was awesome. And got and got he got enormous cheers. Right, because it looked amazing. <laughs> because it looked incredible. Yeah, that would. I think that Aaron's point is you can't have him pull any more scaffoldings down. You got to stop that because that's what people are into. Is I'm tuning into so, Raw because. So what would you have him do? What would you have him do? Just I'd have him, I'd have him. Yeah, I'd have him sneak attack. I'd have him pick on guys who are way smaller than him. I'd have him be a stereotypical monster heel. I wouldn't have him be doing the truly awesome and, stuff. I'd have oh, him sit oh, on oh, guys. Oh, 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 pick on, pick on, pick on smaller guys. You mean like when he picked on Heath Slater last week? Yeah, and yeah. And I, I wouldn't have. Yes, I, I would. He, I would have Slater, him, I would who's have also him sneak attack Heath Slater from behind. He, he I would have who's him. also a face, by the way. Who, Heath Slater's also a face, right? But they, yes. and he had him, and he had him brutally brutalize this man over and over again. And the crowd said, "What?" Did the crowd say, "Boo, we like Heath Slater. He's a face. You shouldn't do that, Braun Strowman." Or did they say, "One more time, one more time, one more"? Yeah. 
I, I would, first of all, I, first do. of all, I would have him gradually toned down. Cause yeah, if anything you do at the peak of your, you know, the peak of the way you're hot is going to get cheered because that, that's kind of the way it works. If you tone him down, then all of a sudden, you know, is first it? of all, he's not going to do 10 power slams. I'm saying he comes behind, he crushes a guy with a chair or something, maybe not a chair, but with whatever. And then he walks away. He doesn't respond to the crowd. He doesn't do the one more time. He doesn't do anything that would really get him cheers. I would take away what the crowd likes about him. Yeah, I mean, that would go a long way. And I also think that if you associate him mm-hmm. with a, a weasel manager, that could help. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> the crowd likes him. It's not, what they, it's not what he does that they like. It's him. Like, I don't yes. know if that's true. Yeah, I think you're no. trying to ignore half of that. The crowd likes him because of what he does. Yeah, they, li- they learn to like him because of what he does. Currently, the crowd just likes him. Yes, but if, if he, he stops doing everything likable, is is the crowd going to still like him? Yes. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Does, does the crowd – when we go to shows, does the crowd like Miz? Yes is the answer. Well, it's not because he gets plenty of booze. You're, you're in, but he you're gets insanely, a lot of cheers too. But, but correct, but he gets plenty of booze. It's not a case where you walk in and he's just so loved that you can't possibly have him work as a heel. He works beautifully as a heel. He's the best heel in all of professional wrestling. It's it's that that that's nuts. You can't compare it to the Miz. That's what you're trying to do with Braun Strowman. Yes, will there always be people that like somebody just because they want to like him? Of course, of course that will exist. I do think that the natural the inclination of the two characters, the Miz is funny. Like he is, he's funny sometimes. Um, Braun Strowman in this scenario wouldn't be, and it's also in part why I think it's good to give them a mouthpiece. There's nothing about him. You, he just says, "I don't give a flying f about you. I don't care." All I care about now, I'm hellbent on one thing. I just want to ruin. I don't give an F what you like. I don't give an F that you like me doing these things. I'm not going to do them. In fact, you would play it up and talk about how he's not going to do them because he's not going to risk hurting himself before a match or something along those lines. Those would be the types of things that you would do that would go a long way into making it work. Yes, would there always be people that just decide, I like this guy because I decided I liked him? Yeah, you know, that's the way professional wrestling works. But The Miz is plenty I like, I like over as a heel. that's not 40% of the crowd. I don't think 40% of the crowd would like Braun if he stopped wrecking shit. Okay. Yeah, I would tend, I, I would tend to agree I, with that. I, I think he's more okay. like – I think he, yes, I think he's more like Big Show. When Big Show did cool things, they cheered for Big Show. When he stopped doing cool things, they booed the shit out of Big Show and told him to retire. Because there just wasn't anything there at that point. Well, and that's what I'm saying. If you take the cool shit away from Braun – If you take the cool shit away from Braun – I'm talking – People didn't like Big Show when he was doing not cool shit when he was just being a stereotypical giant back in 2003. Back in 2000. Like, for throughout his career, Big Show was never over the way that Braun is because he wasn't doing the cool shit for the most part when there were times when he was a face and he would rip down the, the Titantron and people would cheer because it was awesome. But in general, it's not like the Big Show was this super over face that people would ride or die with Big Show because for a good chunk of his career, he wasn't doing the truly awesome shit. If you take away the truly awesome shit, then I think people would become very reserved about Braun. All right, you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> That's what we always come back to. All right, what else from Raw do we have to touch on? Everything, because you guys just spent 30 minutes talking about nothing. But No, um, we were talking about the biggest thing going on in wrestling. That's all right. No, no, no. You were talking about the biggest thing going right. on in wrestling, but the things that you talked about about it were nothing. Um, uh, I, I have no idea what you just said. Ta- we, st- we still haven't talked about Finn Balor and the Balor Club. 
Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting because they are – I mean, we, you know, we were kind of questioning whether it was a one-time thing, whether it was a full thing. It does yeah. seem like a full – like they're they're going full into it right now. Not not even just full into it, like with a push. I mean, they yeah. pin Seth Rollins. Well, yep. yeah, on top of that, they're doing – you know, the, the, as I always like to bring up, they're doing video packages. They're all of a sudden showing old pictures. They are going all in. Yep. Um yep. You know, is that because they had a plan for the Shield for WrestleMania that's not going to happen, and now they just want to slip in the Balor Club to what? Enter Balor Club instead of Shield, possibly. Um, we edited some New Day versus Balor Club. Balor Club. I mean, nobody's opposed to that, but I don't. I mean, could you, it also? You got to get could, there somehow. You know, we, we, we've been racking our head on who's the SmackDown, uh, who's you know the SmackDown challenger. Could this be a situation where Finn wins the Rumble and decides to challenge the SmackDown champ? I mean, it 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 could be. I'm not saying it couldn't, but I guess there is a little bit of a why that comes out of that. Like, it, I mean, if you're assuming that Kevin Owens because he's already because he he could say because I've already had the Universal title, and so he wants to have had both. I mean, sure, or he because wants to have the WWE title. I guess I think it would make more sense the other way around. You'd AJ Styles would well, want revenge. Well, I was, I was saying, unless it was AJ and you're kind of doing the battle of the club there. Well, but, but you, you, you and you can that, also bring you just up had the, that match is the problem. Well, but you but could say, it if, wouldn't be in this quite way. It was, right, you know, and and similar. you can bring up that AJ wants to avenge the fact that he lost to Finn Balor. You know what I mean? Like you could absolutely have AJ. You could have Finn Balor win the Rumble and then and have AJ campaign for the match. Correct. Have AJ say, "I hope you'll choose SmackDown." Because I have unfinished business with you, or something along those lines. You could go, you could go that route, sure. Um, it's an interesting thought. And then, yeah, you do have, you know, the by by aligning him with the club, you do have that sort of interesting, you know, backdrop to to maybe you you know you're competing for the hearts of Gallows and Anderson or something like that. Yeah, you want to talk about turning somebody heel. I just thought of the great. It would never in a million years happen. But I just thought of the greatest way ever to turn the entire Balor Club heel. You have uh, you have Finn win the Rumble, uh, and you have him challenge AJ at Mania. So, and with the Gallows and Anderson at ringside, uh, Finn and AJ pull off finger poke of doom too. I mean. Sure, <laughs> that, 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 that would be the wrong type of deal. <laughs> Yeah. That would be, uh, yeah, yes. That would be would, a cascade of booze. Correct. That's absolutely yeah. the way that it would work. Yes. I don't think that's what you're trying to accomplish there. I think that. Could, could you imagine at WrestleMania in front of all of those people get geared up for Finn versus AJ and have that? People would lose their shit. No, that would be that would be the per- that, that's what I'm saying. That would be the perfect way to turn them here. Oh my god! But it's one of those. Is it going too yeah, far? Like, in no, it, it, it feels almost like it's a shockmaster moment. Like, like you just can't yeah. come back from that. No, I like, hear you. I, I think you could do that the night after Mania. You can't do that at Mania. Yeah, so. that would be that would be so much. That's so much. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's an interesting. Where are you going with this? I remember AJ. We had to edit something out a few weeks back that AJ told us about a an original plan for the Shield at WrestleMania. Um, you know, that's interesting. That's it's it's interesting that, that if you were working towards that plan, are you just abandoning it altogether? Like, are you just getting rid of it? And then you still have this sort of messy Jason Jordan situation. And what exactly are you doing there? Like, yeah. 
by the way, I, I'm loving what they're doing with the Jason Jordan character right now, but it's completely neutralizing the Kurt Angle factor, which actually I'm all for. If they just want to kind of pretend the Kurt Angle thing wasn't a, isn't a big part, I'm okay with that. And just going with him is just this uh, really super annoying heel. I'm good with it. It's just interesting that they're going in that direction. I, you no, know, it's just he's, uh, he's he was always going to be the heel. I'm telling you, it's Kurt Angle versus Jason Jordan at WrestleMania. Book it. Okay, but so so Kurt what are you not do- really a part of it right now? Right, Very, yeah, yeah that- but it's also once again it's January. Correct. So had to paint the picture. How are you getting there? You have Jason Jordan get thrown out of the Royal Rumble. Go tell his dad that he should be put back in the Rumble, and then Kurt's like, "Yo, you're doing too much right now. Like I can't put you back in the Rumble again." And then that starts the riff right there. Boom. And you, I mean, that's one way you could do it a thousand ways, but that's one way. So what are you doing with Seth? then in the process i mean why are we pretending there's not always people that come back for mega matches with someone who's a big star on the company so that's what you think that's the direction that you think you go you put seth against seth rollins against whoever they want to bring back for wrestlemania is a fucking fantastic okay but i just don't know yeah I, i don't know who that is and i don't know what makes sense like i just there's there's nothing there and by the way I, ultimately, I hate saying this, if the collateral damage to all of this is just, we don't really have a plan for Seth and he's just going to have to do whatever we come up with, like, you know, I, I, I can I can survive with that. I can live with that. Um, I, I don't know where we're headed with Triple H right now. You know there's going to be something, but we've now put... You both- could get a... How, how about a Seth Rollins versus Elias Sampson for the Intercontinental title match? Right, so you take it off of Roman and give it to Seth, which you could do, and that's fine. I mean, I have no problem with that. No, I, I wouldn't know. give it to Seth in that situation. I'd give it to Elias. You'd, Elias. You'd have Elias win. Then, or okay. Seth versus Miz. Yeah. Seth versus Miz. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with any of those things, and that's what I'm saying, if that's the collateral damage. But you still have – so all of these things that we've done, we've painted all of these pictures that involve no Triple H. That's also – Triple H is going to be back. Right. So we've talked about Triple H having logical things that he could do with either Braun Strowman or Kurt Angle, but we put both of them in other matches. Triple H could also be in a match with anyone on SmackDown. I mean, he could. I mean, he certainly could, but why did you, why did you have him align with, with Raw? Why did you have him do all of that and then go another route? Because Dean Ambrose's elbow exploded. I mean, okay, I guess. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, I really know how to two are related, but I'll go with it. That's fine. Uh, anything else from Raw that we got to touch on? Uh, not All right. really. All right, very good. Uh, when we come back in, we will talk SmackDown and a lot of rumors involving a, a, a WrestleMania match that we thought we were going to get that maybe we are going to get, as it turns out. Oh, oh, oh actually, yeah, there is something we got to talk okay. about on Raw. Right. I just realized it. All right. Um. Who had the best match of the week on Raw? I don't remember. I didn't watch much of it. I gotta be honest with you. I just the football game was going on. I ugh, it's just too much. It, it, it was, was it was the six I, man fight. It was the six man fight. Six default. man tag match. There, there uh, really, I mean, there, there really there wasn't six people in the match. They're, they're fine. We're, we'll, we'll move on from this. Yes, Roman Reigns was in the match. There oh, really was a good. There, well, no, not best match on Raw. But yeah. yes, okay. Cool. <sighs> We'll come back in. We'll talk That's about yeah. We'll right. talk about SmackDown. We'll talk about uh, the Undertaker rumors that are floating around. That's all next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. AJ Francis. This is jobbing out. 
Visit Buffalo Wild Wings weekdays from 11 to 2 and take advantage of their new 15-minute lunch guarantee or your lunch is free. That's right, free. And with a 15-minute lunch guarantee, that means less time waiting and more time eating delicious B-dubs before you got to get back to the office. Buffalo Wild Wings, White Marsh, Owings Mills, and Westminster. Wings, beer, sports. Available for dine-in orders at participating locations for a limited time. See restaurant for details. Dead man walking. Back in here for segment number two, it is Jotting Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event, AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. Are you good, by the way, on all bodily functions, or do you need to maybe go take an S during this segment? I, I don't know if you guys, I've definitely shit on this show before. I, I believe that. That's the staggering part about all of this. And people, and people always ask me, boy, why isn't your show picking up more steam? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't think of. I can't think of a single reason why we might not. We be- keep it real. We keep it real. Yeah. professional here. Yeah. We're more real than anybody. No, you're right. That I, You know what? I don't disagree with that whatsoever. All right. Uh, let's get into SmackDown from this week. We didn't did, – did you, did you feel like we got clarity? I mean, like I know that, that Kevin and Sammy said if one of them wins, they'll be co-champions. But, like, did we yep. – is that just them? Like, what? I, I feel like we didn't really get yep. more clarity about the idea of this being a handicap match. I said that last week. I said when they announced it was a handicap match, I said they're going to win. If they win, they're going to be co-champs. Like they're they're both going to be champs. And then well, you, we have we definitely we haven't gotten the official ruling on that yet. I, I still think that Shane's right, can, going can, to throw in the the winner becomes champ. Whatever, right. Whatever. They want right, I was going to say like I feel like that like you don't I I I don't know who you would care, but I feel like the WWE wouldn't really want that. They wouldn't want to have. I know this is so nerdy and so stupid, kayfabe. But like they like to have somebody listed as their champion. Um, but but here's the thing: they do it in every other fighting category. Bones Jones and Daniel Cormier were both champions well, when but, they fought. But but one was champion, one was interim champion. That was a very. They did I, a, I get it. I get that. But they were still both champ. True. They didn't win it in a handicap match. That I, my my point being, like. Just because something – it's kind of like the Constitution. Just because there's precedence on it doesn't mean that the precedence is right. And just because there's not precedence on it doesn't mean that it can't be done. Oh, I, by the way, I think it would be awesome. I'm actually, like, in favor of them going that route because yeah. I think it creates great comedy. Um, I'm, I love the idea of co-champions. I, I, I think I would be with Aaron. I think that, that Shane McMahon's going to step in and say, no, you can't be co-champions. And he'll do that because he wants to try to create division among them. Also, um, it just makes the match it, – it adds another wrinkle to the match. Will Kevin Owens be okay if Sami Zayn covers AJ Styles? You know, you, you have that dynamic instead of just, okay, these two are clearly going to work together. There's no question about it. Yeah, that's what I think is the most likely scenario is it all ends up playing out. And I think there's a lot of intrigue there because like, I think for the most part – there's kind of an assumption that they're going to lose, right? Like we're still kind of – there's been this this assumption of, of Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles going towards WrestleMania. And so, you know, why why would you kind of get in the way of that? But I don't know. I think there's a lot of, of intriguing ways that you could go with this. And I I would love – man, like if, if you are – and I know that, that at least AJ, I don't remember both of you, 
I know that like you guys are for a longer run and you don't want this leading to a WrestleMania match, but I I I do. I think that's the most logical thing. And I would love for it to be for the title. I think that would be amazing if Kevin Owens faced Sami Zayn for the title at WrestleMania. I think that would be an awesome wrestling moment. Like if you want to have and what, one way, one way to do that would be to have them be co-champions going into right. It. And that's and that's what I'm saying. I'd be, I'm for I'm for co-champions. I, I By mean, the way, if it's for the title, I withdraw my complaints on them doing the this because then there would actually be a purpose to returning Sammy. I don't know, even I don't bit. even care. I don't even care if it's not for the title. I'm all for. Okay, Aaron, I, I, this is the thing that pisses me off about you and a lot of wrestling fans. All right, all right they, let's, re- let's, let's hear it. Let's the, hear it. This uh, is the one, by the way, because we've never heard of anything else that he's complained about over the years. The, the best match I've ever seen in my life. But it had a huge Kevin botch. Owens, How could that be the best match you've ever seen? Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at Battleground. Which I believe, if, if we all remember correctly, was the second best uh, feud of the year. Right behind <laughs> Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho. If I remember, wait, no, 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 no. It was definitely the best feud of the year. Everybody knows that, and no one's ever debated that. That's what it is. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if they do that again at WrestleMania, uh, to borrow a phrase from my f- good friend Glenn, yeah, I don't think I think everyone around me would need a towel. Yeah, correct. Correct. We'd probably need a blanket to cover. All, you know, like, <laughs> I don't think a towel's gonna be big enough for all the jizz. Here's 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 my que- here's here's really my only complaint about it. If that's the case, if it's not for the title, what was the point of turning Sami Zayn heel? The, he was. It's already it was already super personal going in. He was stagnant so as getting, a face. What? He was stagnant as a face. Yeah, okay, then you put him against Kevin Owens. You build up the history, and all of a sudden, it's the but, the feud but, of the year. Coming but it, back, but again, that everybody loved. Yes, but and you, it's super you, personal, and it's going against. But it would, it would get super hot just it, by going against Owens. Yes, I, I think. He, why he are could, you so? Why, why are you so in belief that it couldn't be Sami Zayn? That's the heel. Oh, and okay. If it's if it's for that, I just I don't see that working quite as well as Sami. Zayn. I don't know why. If you if you have how they're building right now, they're one of the most loved things on the show. If you have Sami Zayn screw Kevin Owens out of a title shot. Or screw him out of the title in this match so that he can himself win? Yes, absolutely. I just I, I, I don't, love I, I, I find that. it I'm, actually, I love it. I, I find it hard to buy Kevin Owens as a really strong face. Why? Sami Zayn. Why? Everything. Sami Zayn. He's Sami been Zayn. a part of the. Be- you keep coming back to being against Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is nothing in comparison to what Kevin Owens has been at this level. At this level, Kevin Owens has been a rock star, and Sami Zayn has been a likable guy. That's what it's been. At, at this level. Again, I get it. There's a whole history there, but none of that really matters to the average professional wrestling fan. You, the, the notion that Sami Zayn is so beloved to the well, average I, I professional guess, wrestling fan. I guess make him a super heel? I, right now, we're booing. You know, he's getting booed because he's he's the annoying lackey right now. That, I think right now, I think right now, the best way that you can make him a super heel is by having him align with Shane McMahon to screw Daniel Bryan and and. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. If you're Kevin bringing Owens. Shane into this, yeah, that that would be the way. To I think that's it. where. But, but then, but then you're almost making that secondary to the Shane Daniel Bryan feud, which. I think right uh, now the two of that. them are absolutely intertwined. How but are they the, not? But, but the billing, the 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 purpose of the feud would be more settling the Daniel Bryan Shane McMahon feud. That that would kind of be it. And hey, those guys I are your champions. A, I, I guys, I also had this thought process when I was watching SmackDown. Right? 
The way, I don't know if you guys saw, but the way AJ Styles was looking at Daniel Bryan. Oh, you thought there was. Maybe the payoff of this is Daniel Bryan helped screw AJ Styles out of his belt. And the match at WrestleMania is Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Uh, by the way, I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, for fucks, yeah. I'm going to need a yeah. minute. I mean, My on. pants don't fit anymore. What the fuck just happened there? But the point is, I, while I'm with you, you are completely abandoning the Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon thing that you've clearly building up to for the last, like, I, I, everybody, nobody's debating whether or not it's better to have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan <laughs> than Shane McMahon versus Daniel Bryan. But the work that you've done has painted you to Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon. So I don't know that you can pull that off. God, I, God, what I wouldn't give. Yeah. What I wouldn't <laughs> give. Like, I just look at, like, I got two kids. I'm good. You can have a test. match, too. Why not? You know. Yeah, all right. I'm all in. I'm all in on all of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I am, boy, I hate this because we were so drastically apart before, but I'm actually with AJ this time. Um, yeah, I, I, I just this world in which like you can't you, like you, Sami Zayn has to be protected or something. It's very weird. That's a very weird thing for me, man. Like I, I, I think that this is a very logical. This is a this builds to WrestleMania as a blood feud, which is what you want at WrestleMania. It's supposed to be blood feuds. This builds to that, and a very easy way to do that is to have one of them screw the other one out of the title. I would agree that the more entertaining version of that would be Sami Zayn screwing Kevin Owens. I, 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 don't, I just don't understand. Wait, what do you think you're getting? If you flip Sami Zayn back to face at this point, do you think that he's suddenly the top face on the show? That, that, that's my point. Is I, don't, I don't believe they will turn you – know, I don't believe they will go the Owens face, Zayn heel route. And if they're not going that route – then I don't want to see this back to Sami Zayn face real quick. That that's that's my point. Okay. If you can if you can come up with a compelling way to do it, and you know it will take work. We'll, we'll see how the crowd would react to it. If you can find a compelling way to do it, where Zayn is the heel, Owens is the face. Okay, I'm all in. I just I question whether WWE could do it. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think they can, and I think that I think the one it, it, this all comes back to the superstar shakeup and where everybody's going. I think the one issue that you would create is again you'd have two kind of top faces on the same show, and I guess technically three because you still have Shinsuke Nakamura looming at that point. So creating an additional face, you know, you're in a tough spot. Although it's a good problem to have, and it's not without strong heels. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, you you might have to turn somebody else heel in the process, but hell, you could do that with Randy Orton tomorrow and just, you know, Jesus Christ, you're probably better off at this point. I, and I was going to say, I, I feel like the, the the more this heads towards Rumble, I'm really concerned that they're looking at Orton Nakamura at, the, at Mania. Well, they do seem to keep them around each other a lot, yep. don't they? It is, yep. it is really interesting how they seem to keep them around each other. Um, what else jumped out at you from SmackDown? So Mojo, as expected, wins his match. I mean, I I think that this still is setting up for Bobby Roode and and Jinder, though, right? I yeah, would, I would assume I would so. Think so. I would, yeah, I would assume. But which, um, which then kind of they, they're they're, they're pushing also, Mojo like they are, but like that's the weird part, right? Like, could could I mean it, it's it's not inconceivable that they're like, all right, we want to just. We we talked about it when the split happens. Do they actually have a plan for Mojo, or is this just I mean, kind of we're splitting well, them up to split them up? If they want to put you know strap the rock to him, put the U.S. title on him right off the bat, not a bad way to go. Not not at all. And also his his promos while he since he's been heel have been great. No, you're right. Oh, yeah. And and um 
who is uh, Ginger facing in the second row? Xavier. Um, yeah. So it, it, Mo- Mojo going what? over Xavier would be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that not even just that. Like, if you have Xavier beat Gender, and then like go back, Gender goes is mad backstage, and like Bobby Roode's like talking shit about, yeah, I'm about to go win this match, show you what it's done, blah blah blah, and you have Gender come cost Bobby Roode. Then and you, that's how you could spin the two of them off. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you could still get to the the uh, gender versus Bobby Roode feud, which really doesn't need a belt. Right. Um, and you could put the belt on Mojo, and he'd be able to work with it. And then as soon as – because I'm assuming if it's a gender Bobby Roode feud that Bobby Roode's going to go over. You would have to think. You would then, – then that would be the next – then you could work for Bobby Roode versus Mojo at Mania. Um. Okay. You know, I don't I, look. I don't dislike any of that. I'm all for all of it. I, I would. The only thing I would say is, I think you have the most to gain from gender becoming gender being U.S. Yes, yes. I think no that's. Doubt. I think that's the highest. That's that's your 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 most high end move in this process is to have gender win the U.S. belt. So, I, I'm for I'm for the, the the path that you laid out. I just think that right now I would still lean towards them going the direction of gender, just because I I think it's the the, the best. There's the most to gain from that is my gut on it, um, but look, I, I like anything that involves Mojo having direction. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm for that. He's great, and why not? Um, the tag picture. I, were you surprised by how much time they gave Gable and Benjamin to go out? And no, because they're the no, because they're the top heels on Smack. They're the top heel Smack team tag team on SmackDown right now. You're probably like, right about the, that because right. they're still building the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, but. Well, Right now, the top heel tackdown smack team is Sean Benjamin and Chad Gable. Well, and and that was the thing they needed because they weren't definitely heels going into that. They were kind of just heels because everyone likes everybody else better. With that time that they were given, they used to say, oh, yeah, guys, we are heels going into this. Um, All great points. Uh, but But I also think that they've been doing heelish things for the past few weeks already. Probably, like this wasn't the first indication okay, that they probably were true, but I don't think they had ever had a moment where you look back on it and say, no, I really dislike those guys. And I think that's Aaron's point, is that this now becomes their moment that you look back on and say, Jesus Christ, you just sat in the ring and bitched for 10 minutes. F you and, guys. And, and called out Alabama in Alabama. Right. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you yeah. did the very the cheap heat, sure, but it was the right. very yeah. clear. Yeah, we are not questioning now whether these guys are even a little bit faced. These guys are heels. Yeah, no yes. no doubt about that. Um you know, this... And I think that that's I think that's best for them. I think that they're going to get the most oh, yeah. out of out of them as heels. I think that they're probably going to be the next tag team champions. Uh, oh, I agree with you. I think they needed to turn heels simply because they weren't going to be cheered more than the New Day. They weren't going to be cheered more than the Fashion Police. You know, they they weren't going to be cheered. You know, maybe if you tweaked the Usos, you get cheered more. But I, I don't know if they'd get cheered more than the Usos. So you, yeah, by necessity, you had to make them the heels if you wanted to do anything with them, and they should be doing stuff with them because they're great. Well, and they are great, but everybody, this is what we talked about last week. It's so embarrassing how much better the tag division is on SmackDown right now than it is on Raw that it it just feels almost like you have to do something. You have to let somebody go. Like you, yeah. The Fashion Police, between the Fashion Police, the New Day, the Usos, and um, the Bludgeon Brothers. Right. At least 
two of those teams got to go to Rome. I mean, it's it's just it's so crazy. And like you're not even talking about the fact that they've actually made the Ascension something. Like they've they've yes. made the Ascension something, which was complete garbage. I mean, they were they were the guys I had to go. And by the way, you still haven't mentioned Rusev Day in the process. Right? Like you yes. still haven't. By the way, God, I love how Corey Graves uh, he was trying to pump up the Ascension. He's like, you know, and they just laid out the Ascension, who are a great team in. Uh, right, they've been nothing. Just, they've been dick, and yet you've made them something. Yes, exactly. That's right. a, that hey, was, that's hey, they were more. a great team in NXT. In NXT five years ago, they were awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. They were pretty cool. They were that, but like they were great in NXT. But that's but this you know, is they debuted. They debuted yeah. over three years ago in WWE, yeah, it, or over three years ago, over two or three years. Ago. I can't remember it's, the it's exact number. It's how been a while. Goes. By the way, there was also like a really I don't know how intended the humor was. The moment when Becky said, "I'm going to be the last woman from SmackDown to declare myself for the Royal Rumble," which was just hilarious because you're like, "Yeah, well, this is why none of you needed to declare." Because all of you are going to the Royal Rumble. So it was just this really unintentional moment of comedy where she's like, well, now it's all of us. Like now, so have you guys, have you guys watched the, the, the mixed tag challenge videos? Like I, I've watched some of them, yeah. Have you seen Shinsuke's? Yes. It is Cat, glorious. Cat, cats and kicks or uh, knees and kitties? What are we going with? Well, knees and kitties Ooh. doesn't, there's no alliteration there. Well, but you got the rhyme. Not really. <laughs> There knees, is alliteration kitties? with knees. knees and kitties. That's not alliteration. That has to be that's the sound. Rhyme. That's a rhyme. Yeah, but you're stretching. It's multiple. One has one syllable. One has two yeah, syllables. Like that's, it works. You're stretching to make it work. Fine, I think, then cats and kicks. I thought, I, thought, I thought alliteration was just starting with the same letter. No, or alliteration same, has to have the same sound. sound. It will start with the K. I know, but it doesn't say it. We need to go back to 11th grade English. Here. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't work. You can't, you can't say it and have it work as alliteration. It's no good. Um, look, I'm. I, you say that. You say that, but but they call Finn Balor the extraordinary man who does extraordinary things. There, look, there's a lot of stuff. Well, you know that, what? You're right, really that. You're, right that. <laughs> You're right about that. You're right about that. You're right about that. That is true. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, <laughs> Are you any more in on the Mix Max Challenge, by the way? Like, or are you still completely... I, 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 not you, Aaron, because you were never opposed the, to it. I love the teams that they've made, but I'm just not going to... I'm not going to go on Facebook and watch wrestling. I'm not going to go on Facebook, period. And they're what not making it, like, available later on in the week on the ne- the network or anything. Like, it's... You have I don't to, know. I, I, I yeah, bu- if they put it on the network, I'll watch it. I watch everything on the network. Right, but, but you have to go on Facebook, Facebook in order to watch it. Yeah. No. Is Facebook- I, I do enjoy the fact that they're making it very clear. They're saying, yo, this is non-canon. This is not storyline. This is not going to right. impact face heel dynamics. Nothing that's going to matter. So, you know, what? I actually approve of the fact that they're saying this right up front. So we're not bitching. Oh, what was the point of this a few weeks right. later? I would so. say there's still a couple things. Is, is Facebook watch What's the best? What do you think the best team is so far? <sighs> Most pa- like in favor. I, I mean, well, one of them has Oscar. Yeah, Becky Oscar and Sammy. Miz is the correct Oscar answer. Miz is the answer. Os- like, yeah, period. Okay. Oscar Miz is the answer. Like, <laughs> which is what made Miz's Oscar, reaction. Oscar's definitely. This is ending with Oscar kicking Miz right in the head, right? Probably, but yeah. Miz's reaction was so perfect. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm yes. not going to lose. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got Oscar as my teammate. I'm golden. Like, I'm winning. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I thought that was great. Wait, 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 wait. The best team is very clearly Alicia Fox and Goldust. Well, that's the greatest. That's about. the greatest team if of all time. If it was time. Alicia Fox and our truth, I think. Glenn oh my god! Oh my god! I would be naked. <laughs> I'd be doing the show naked. You um, realize this is the uh, the third black person that Goldust has teamed with using a scissor kick as a finisher. Boom. Okay, so 
fact. There's that. That is, that. <laughs> that is that. actually a fact. There is that. I have two thoughts. One being, okay, so this starts next week. Um, do, do you know how this works now that they're bumping 205 Live back to 11 or to 10.30? Um, yeah. because they want you to go watch. I also don't know, is Facebook Watch available as like an app on your TV that you can just go to the app at 11 o'clock or at 10 o'clock, I mean? I have no idea. I mean, that would, that would, that would, that would, that would be a significant difference in somebody's willingness to watch. If like I can just click yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. If they, if they have like a TV app, I might tune in. Yeah, that would change a lot of things, I think. Um, two, uh, or that actually wasn't even my first thought, but my, my full thought. I, I'm wondering about 205 Live, like, we talked about this in the in, in the infancy of when they announced the show, but we kind of haven't talked about it since then. We still don't know whether or not they're going to tape 205 Live before SmackDown um, or if they're just going to do it live at 10.30. And then, well, or they could do it at – like we don't know. Is the Mixed Max Challenge live? Like That's the word. The word is that they're oh, doing – Oh, is it? Okay, I haven't heard that. I, again, it's all over the place. The only thing that we think that we know is that they're doing the Mixed Max Challenge. Now, if your argument is – well, it makes more sense to just tape some matches on Monday, tape some more matches on Tuesday, and yep. then do it then. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that, and I think that would be the better way of going about doing it. And maybe the person that that I heard this from had their their information wrong. I don't know, but either way, you're you're doing a lot of things that aren't live at that point. You're doing less live in this circumstance. No, I just, I oh yeah, that, that's the best. I forgot. Remember when I told you guys you should move to Orlando? Yeah. Well, last night I had dinner with one Surratt and okay. his lovely wife, I've Mercedes, heard of her. Who, yes. yeah. who, you, yes. who you know as Sasha Banks. Wow, um, look at you as, using their real names and stuff. As, yeah. as, as, as well as um, uh, a guy named Dustin, who works for .com. And I got, you know, I got basically the skinny. Um, you know, it's going to be live. It's going to be one match uh, each show. And it's going to be a 20-minute match. So it's going to be live every Tuesday night. It's one. Okay, one and that, match. And that, that, it that means that there's sense. only two. Wondering, and that's okay. actually interesting because it means there's only two performers. So, like, if it's a Raw team, there's only two Right, of them and that, that, that was always one of my concerns was, like, okay, are you bringing over, like, yeah. six Raw performers? No, the you're only bringing okay, over two of them, now. presumably. And so that, that limits how much you have to do. But, again, so did they tell you whether what the plan was for 205 Live? Uh, just that it was going to start at 10.30. Yeah, that's the only thing we know so far is that it's going to start at 10.30. So there's been talk that they could tape it before SmackDown. There's been, I think either one is tricky, man. Like, I, I, I think either one's tricky, and, and you've, you know, you've struggled with 205 Live. Let's just call it what it is. You've struggled, and, and part of that, your, your best moment involved Enzo. Um, you know, from there, where are you going? I don't know. I'm... I, at some point, I think we have to admit that we, like you, you don't just put another show in the time slot that you have for that show if you're it's happy, well. right? If you're happy with that show, look, they they just had to cancel. You know how they were doing the the separate two hundred five live tour? Right. They just had to cancel one of it, quote unquote, because of scheduling problems, it, probably because of tickets. Yeah, presumably. So I, yeah, so I think that we kind of know. Well, I don't that, know. I don't know if you could say it's because of ticket sales if they only canceled one. Because then why wouldn't they catch more? If there's one that's well, not actually, seven, that would probably that would if if there seven. was a schedule problem, why wouldn't it cause for the entire like all the shows to be canceled? That would be the argument back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not look. I don't know, and I I would I'm probably more inclined to believe Aaron that like the likelihood is that oh these are small buildings. Like in order to to sell so few tickets, like this isn't like you had a twelve thousand seat building and it only sold three thousand tickets. You're talking about like a thousand seat building. 
if you had sold at least 300 tickets, you probably just put the show on anyway because it's not like it's on TV. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I don't. I don't have an answer for it. But I think in general we can say you're not putting another show on at 10 o'clock on Tuesdays if you love where you're going with 205 Live. I think that's that's an, that's an easy way of saying that. What it means, I don't know, but that's where you're at. Um, all right. We need to transition into the other topic that bubbled back up this week, which is rumors of an Undertaker-John Cena match at WrestleMania. Um, Boom! I, this Man, is. I, I, I'm agreeing with AJ. Boy, we're, well, we're all going to be in agreement, and the internet is largely in agreement, and that's the Ooh. really look. There are enough average fans that will just be happy to see the Undertaker that, like, you know, and the same. Those will be the same ones happy to see John Cena. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's true too. Um, I, look, I I think everybody agrees that they like that better than forcing John Cena into a championship match at WrestleMania, right? Like, yes, I think that's <laughs> I think that's a good thing, but. I think this time, I think you went a step too far last year if you didn't know. Like, the one, this is the Undertaker at WrestleMania, man. Like, he's been retired for a long time. This was the one sort of, like, holy ground that still existed. I think that's a real mistake. And I get it, it's wrestling and everybody retires and unretires. And the Undertaker never actually even said he was retired. And I get that, like, there's enough things you can get around with this, but... Ah, dude. That was a cool moment last year. That was such yeah, a cool was. moment. It was, and here's the thing. If and you the, had... the reason why the reason why it's you can't do it because of the cool moment is because if he loses this match, we probably are supposed to think it's his last match, but nobody's going to believe it. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Pro- a is like if you didn't, if you weren't pretty damn sure it was his last match last year, why didn't you just do Cena? Then like you had it all set up and then you, you kind of blew it up for for reigns. Why not just flip it? There's a lot of problems with this one. You're right. You can't do it. Do we care if John Cena does beat Undertaker? Because now it's just like, OK, you beat him again. It's the well, what will be the third time in five years right. that, that he's lost that mania. Why do we care? Why do we really well, care about I, a Cena Taker right. match right now, anyways? But there's the other level to this, which is we don't really want to watch the Undertaker in a ring anymore. Like that's yeah, there's the yeah. And, and I think that's the biggest part about all of this, which is I think we'd be willing to see past some of the other issues with this. Like I think that while we we wouldn't like them, I think some of them we'd be willing to see past if the Undertaker had looked awesome the last time that we had seen right. him. I think there really is like we're what we're struggling with now is dude we don't want to watch this we like you too much we yep. we don't want to see this anymore it's it's not good um we we we're cool with seeing your entrance like when you come out for the the anniversary of Raw like we'll we, pop yeah absolutely we'll explode we'll be thrilled for it but but bro we're done we're done or even or even if he came out in the Royal Rumble it'd be sick. Yeah, for like a minute. Like, come out and, like, puts, throw somebody over the top rope, and then that's that. Yeah, absolutely. But a match? Nah. Yeah, no. Nah. We're, especially especially a match where it's going to be – like, again, I, I had said, all right, if you're bringing back Undertaker because you want to do, like, one final Undertaker-Kane thing where it's not going to be about a wrestling, it's going to be, you know, kind of a throwback to, to the supernatural stuff, and you can kind of get away with it that way. Okay, fine. I won't love the match, but, you know, you, you can do things around there. You're not doing that with Undertaker Cena, and it's just there's nothing there's nothing there. I mean, I, nobody needs it. 
Nobody, nobody feel other than if they feel like this. This feels like maybe he wants one more, and they feel an obligation to give him one more, right? Like I don't see how John Cena benefits from it. I I don't see how I, this is something that the fans are clamoring. I just don't. I don't. I, how, how do you and how do you create a compelling feud out of it? Like that's the other thing. It's gonna be real tricky to make that a real compelling feud. I think the only way to do it is to say, like, to have John Cena say, "Look at everything I've accomplished in my career, but I never beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania." You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the most compelling thing that you could come up with, is that John Cena somehow feels there's something missing um, on on his list of career accomplishments, and that's what it is. Um, I, I. I don't think that's strong. I don't think that makes me suddenly super psyched for that program, but I think that's about what you got there. Or I guess you build it up on the like what you. I take that back. You really build on the Undertaker saying, "I'm not going out like I went out last year." That's really what you build it up on. Yeah, I think you can do, and I I think if especially if you try to position, and this this is the hard part because if you're going to do this, you want to make Undertaker look good. But the best way to build a feud would be Undertaker kind of trying to scrap and claw for, you know, basically to get his dignity back to the point where he's almost turning heel in the process. Yeah. But no one wants to see Undertaker. Like, if we see Undertaker, we want to see the Phenom. We don't want to see crippled old man begging yeah, for his career. Uh, look, you know, I, I, we're all dumb because this is John Cena versus The Undertaker, and they're seeing dollar signs, and I get it. And to some extent, I just – I. And I'm I'm not speaking for everybody, but I do think they're overestimating interest. I think that the the reality is nah, nah. We're yeah. good. We're good here. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Just now, even if you told me Undertaker Rock, I'd be more interested. But I get <laughs> like I'd be that. interested, but I'd be interested because it would involve you to be telling me that the Rock is going to be at WrestleMania. You know what There's, I mean? Like, that's that's what I'm saying. It's right. Because we don't really have like we really don't want to see Undertaker wrestle again. But like, like yeah, we're we are accepting the fact John Cena is going to be a WrestleMania, yeah. and I love John Cena. But like, John Cena the Undertaker is literally nothing for me. Yeah, it's nothing. It's just it's just over. It's over. It's a it, you know I if they felt the need to do it, it's a bummer they didn't do it. But like, it's just ah, it feels... if they felt such a need to do it, they should have done it last year. I agree. I agree. But it what worked. It, it worked last year. Honestly, what you did worked. Um, yeah. You know, right. Well, it, it worked as long as it was his his farewell. Correct. Correct. That they, they, they made Roman Reigns the guy that uh, retired the Undertaker, and I, ugh, ugh, I just all of this sounds very icky to me, man. But we'll find but out. I'm getting more and more excited if, about the 25th what if anniversary. They, what, if they brought, what if they brought back Undertaker? <laughs> and Roman said, "I'm gonna put you down again." And then Roman beat Undertaker again. How, how do you think? I don't think, think that, that helps with over. with Roman Reigns being built as a face, <laughs> like because you're you're kicking the ass of a beat up old man. Like, okay, I mean, I guess I don't know, dude. Like, I I just I, the more I think about it, the more I just don't want anything. I don't want anything. There's nothing you could tell me that I'd be like, all right, I'll take that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm just out. I'm I'm out on it. It's a it's a no. It's just gonna be a no for me, dog. Like, remember once upon a time we, <laughs> you remember once upon a time we wanted Undertaker Sting really badly, so badly. How badly did we want? Even what, when once upon a time, meaning a year ago. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, even it's, I was about to say, like, this is not so far ago that we wanted Undertaker Sting really badly, and yet, if you told me right now they were doing Undertaker Sting, I would vomit a little. Like, I would all of a sudden say, "Boy, I didn't think I had acid reflex," but all of a sudden, you I guys do. ever. You guys, you guys ever seen the show uh, Friends from College on Netflix? 
No. Maybe. Well, there's, a, there's a scene on there where uh, the guy goes, I thought you guys were going to sell the book. And he says, he says, yeah, we were going to sell it. And then everybody read it, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then that's how I feel about this match. It's like anything involving the Undertaker. It's like, yeah, like last year I would have been, I was so stoked for another Undertaker match. I didn't know what they were going to do. Maybe Sting, you know, you can give Roman Reigns, John Cena. I don't want to see anything to do with the Undertaker. No, I'm just, it's over. Yeah. It's just over. Let it be over, yeah, that, that was the funny. Like, I was the one who, who last year was really campaigning for Undertaker. So I was like, it was cool. We've never seen that match before. This is going to be, you know, this is going to be really, really cool. <laughs> and now that you've taken, you've stripped everything that was interesting about the Undertaker away. Yeah. He's no longer, he's no longer, you know, crazy WrestleMania guy. He's no longer really supernatural because he's just old man guy. He can't really wrestle. There's nothing to him. Yeah, and he's taken it all away. It's not there anymore. Now, does that mean you can't do it? Like, by the way, first of all, we all know this means it's definitely happening, right? Like, this is... Yeah, of course. It's, 100%. Of course it's happening. Yep. And then the second part of that is, like, is there a way that you could involve the Undertaker in WrestleMania? Like... I don't know if you guys know this, but the, the, the Rocky movie they made where Rocky was Creed's trainer was pretty fucking good. Um, Undertaker as a trainer would be weird as shit. It'd be weird as shit, but could you make unless, it? Unless he was training Bray Wyatt. Something like that, yeah. I mean, like, I think that you could involve the Undertaker somehow and have him be compelling. I don't know how that is just yet. I would, I mean, I would have to think more about that. But I mean, I don't know why I'm doing that because they're definitely going to have him face John Cena at WrestleMania. Of course, not. for fuck's sake. And then somehow I John mean, Cena, it is big money, right? I and then, well, well what's really going to happen it's, is it's going to be a match to determine the number one contender for the SmackDown <laughs> title. John Cena is going to win it and then go on to win the SmackDown belt that night as well. At the That's end of the night, correct? Yeah. That's yeah. how WrestleMania is going to go. <laughs> Come back in. Uh, speaking of legends, Christopher Daniels <laughs> is a legend in professional wrestling. Um, who is, is 25 years in? That's unreal. 25 freaking years for Christopher Daniels. We'll talk to the former Ring of Honor world champ next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Right now is your best time to upgrade into a new Chevrolet or Mitsubishi during Jerry's Trade-In Trade-Up event. Jerry's is offering up to 130% Kelly Blue Book value for your trade. Take advantage of Jerry's lowest prices on all the new 2018 Chevy and Mitsubishi models, including Malibus, Equinox, and Colorado trucks. Plus, they come with Jerry's extended service care, featuring four years of free maintenance. Visit Jerry's Chevrolet on Joppa Road or online at jerrychevrolet.com. Worship us. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. AJ had to duck out for just a minute, but... Uh, we can do better than that. And in fact, we're going to do better than that because our next guest is not just the main event. He's at this point, I think, safe to say a legend and icon in professional wrestling. Unbelievably, he's celebrating 25 years in pro wrestling this year, which is amazing. He is, of course, a, a former Ring of Honor world champion, and he's accomplished just about everything there is to accomplish. He is the great Christopher Daniels, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Christopher, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this week. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for the very warm introduction. That was a, a 
plenty of accolades in that well, one. Well, you know, this is the crazy part for me is that, and, and I don't know if it's just because you, you, you had to shorten that like by about two minutes. Well, I'd like, to get I, in that introduction there. I, I saw you say something on Twitter about twenty five years, and I thought to myself, no effing way. But I realized I probably interviewed you for the first time, you know, 12, 13 years ago. And I'm like, holy crap, it must really be 25 years. That's incredible. Is it, does it freak you out at all when you see that number and you're like, holy crap, this is real? Um, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, if you take a step back and look at it, it's been more than half my life. Um, I've been doing it since the 90s. Not a whole lot of people can say that. I mean, there's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big number. And I mean, I've, I've actually, uh, I've actually completed 25 years. Like this is my 26th year now. So uh, it's uh it's a bit, uh, yeah, it's a bit, it's a big number in my head, man. And when you think about it, it, it sort of puts me back on my heels a little bit. Do, do you ever think about, you know, that, that first day and, and what you could tell yourself 25 years ago, the career that you've had, the, the path you would have gone on? Um, yeah, I probably, I probably would have said, uh, don't be so anxious to, to take those bumps so quickly, but (laughs) probably the only thing, I mean, you know, knowing now what, if I knew then what I know now, um, would I have taken a different path? I don't know, man. Um, all the, all the things that have happened to me have happened for a reason. And, uh, you know, a lot of good things have come out of it. So it's hard to say how I would have done things differently if I could have. All right, so 25 years in, and you get the opportunity that you got a year ago to become Ring of Honor World Champion. Just can you describe? Because I feel like it was this moment that like wrestling fans all over the world were like, "Dude, yes, we've been waiting for this. He deserved this moment so much." What was it like for you as a guy who you certainly didn't need it? To, to to justify anything in your career, right? Like your career stood on its own without something like that. But what did it mean to you to get that moment anyway? Well, I, I think it stars aligning in terms of, you know, the amount of time that I'd been wrestling, the amount of time that I'd been in Ring of Honor, um, you know, the opportunities that I had had where I'd come up short as a world champion in the past. And then just the the... I guess the landmark of 15 years from Ring of Honor, all that sort of coming together at the same time, um, where where it it made uh, like one of the feel good moments of the year. I I think, it, and so um, for me, it definitely was uh, you know sort of a weight off my chest. You know, um, I, I felt good knowing that I wouldn't have to go through the rest of my life being like the best guy that never won a world title. <laughs> even as short, even as short as the rain was, I felt like, uh, you know, it, 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 it sort of gave a, a sense of closure to a lot of the things that I'd done in ring of honor in the past. And so, um, you know, now, now I'm, I'm sort of, now I've checked that box. There's a lot of other things that I still want to do and, um, you know, onward and upward as, as I always say, you know, now that we're a little bit removed from the moment, can you say that there there was a little bit of that weight the the greatest guy never to win it all you know being on that list was that there at all and and has that weight been removed yeah yeah definitely you know um i, I think i i said this to a friend of mine after it happened um i i think that fans look at wrestlers 
a certain way once they become a world champion. And I mean, I know when I was a fan, uh, if there were guys like, for example, I was, I was a fan of, of Jim Crockett promotions. Sure. And back in the day, um, Ron Garvin was a, a big, uh, contender for, for Ric Flair for a long time. And I remember the night he won the world title. And I remember thinking, Holy cow, this is, this is different now. Ron Garvin's a different guy now. And so, um, you know, and, and, and he had a short run and, and Rick Blair won it back at Starcade and, and, you know, he never got a chance to be world champion again. But I remember thinking the night it happened, wow, this is, this is a big deal. This is something he's joined an elite group of guys. And I, you know, and I, I imagine there are fans today that look at me and say that same thing, even though it's near the end of my career and, um, you know, it wasn't a long reign and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm sure there are people that look at me now and go, okay, well, he's part of a, an elite group of guys. No, there's no doubt about that. And he's Christopher Daniels. He's with us here on Jobbing Out. But I think there's another level to this, Christopher, too, which is you were involved in a program with the Bullet Club who's just like the hottest thing in all of professional wrestling, like any any company anywhere on the planet. This is the Bullet Club. And then it was so cool and like so poetic kind of the way that it happened. And for you know you to have done this sort of turn with Frankie and then for Frankie to realign and it's all a big ruse. Like everything about it, it just felt so effing perfect, man. Like was it – as cool as it would have been to win the title in any way, was it even cooler because of how everything sort of came together for this just like really awesome pro wrestling moment? Yeah, absolutely. And I have to give credit to Frankie uh, above and beyond because this was a lot of this was his idea as well. And so, I mean, um, it, it definitely was. And for me, part of the, the, part of the fun of the moment was the fact that people bought people bought into Frankie sort of turning on me. Like Frankie Frankie told me that for the period of time where he was away, where he was part of the Bullet Club, he was getting all kinds of uh, chatter online that all this negative chatter online about him. And so I, I felt like there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of uh oh he's gonna turn back good to help him win. There wasn't any of that. Uh, so when it happened, it was a genuine surprise when, when it happened, like we had announced that Frankie and I were going to wrestle each other a month later in, uh, at Supercard of honor down in Lakeland, Florida. Um, you know, and, and people had, had envisioned Frankie coming to sort of screw me out of the title and, uh, you know, he and I going off on our own in a, in a feud. And so like when the, when the moment happened, when, when he tore the shirt off and, and flipped off Adam Cole, I, there was a genuine bit of surprise. And I mean, to me, that felt great because it's so hard to sort of put one over on the wrestling public these days. Everybody's smart and everybody sees the the path that, that wrestling is going to take sometimes, um, you know, to their detriment too. And I felt like that moment when, uh, when Frankie and I sort of did the aha moment, that, that certainly felt great. You know, uh, Everyone, the, the moment was one of the top moments in 2017 in wrestling. Uh, beyond the moment, though, how do you feel uh, your title reign went? I, I thought it went really well. I, I, I'm sort of, I was sort of realistic about how long of a reign that I was probably going to have. I mean, you know, Ring of Honor, it's filled with talented wrestlers, and, and you know, the majority of them are anywhere between 
10 to 20 years younger than me. So, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have any dreams of like breaking Samoa Joe's record or, or, uh, you know, holding it like Brian Danielson held it. I, I, I sort of knew that I was going to be lucky if I could get through a month or two months with it. Um, especially with the type of, of, uh, challengers that were coming down the pike. So, I mean, I, I was happy to be able to, uh, you know, defend it successfully in a pay-per-view main event. I was happy to defend it against guys like Dalton Castle and, uh, Matt Taven and, and, uh, uh, doing a three-way in New York. Uh, I, I got to defend it in the main event in, uh, the Hammerstein ballroom, which I was very proud of. So, I mean, I, I was very lucky, uh, to have it as long as I did. And, um, you know, I knew it was going to be, you know, probably a couple months at best. And, and that's how it turned out. You know, you mentioned that uh, you defended against Dalton Castle down in Lakeland. And, and what did it mean to you to, to be the champion in and out of the biggest show in Ring of Honor history, as far as attendance goes? Um, I, it was great, man. And I knew, you know, I, looking back at the show, I knew that the, the, main, uh, em, uh, the main emphasis was on the Hardys and the Bucks that night. But I mean, being able to have my first title defense in that atmosphere and wrestling a guy as popular as Dalton Castle and still getting uh, the crowd's respect and the crowd to get behind me. Um, that meant a lot to me, you know, and uh, you know, you look at Dalton Castle now, he's world champion. So, I mean, that to me too, being able to, you know, hold off his inevitable championship reign for a moment, you know, that meant a lot to me as well. Christopher, you know, the thing that comes out of this and I, boy, I hate to be the guy that does this. You're 46 now, right? Like you're, you've been doing 47, you're 47. Holy crap. You've been doing it for 26 years. Yes. Do you start to think about now you've done this, you've accomplished being a world champion. Do you start to think about how much longer do I want to do this? Or is it, dude, I'm a professional wrestler. This is what I do. Um, I I don't know how that works. Honestly, I'm learning it every day, how it works. Um, and it's a little bit of both. I can't help but wake up every morning and think, okay, how much longer do I have? But then the other side of me is I'm a professional wrestler, dude, and this is what I do. So yeah, it's exactly like that. But I mean, it, the inevitability of the end of my career. Yeah. It's something that, that I think about all the time. I mean, you think about Russian roulette, you are Russian roulette. You think about Russian roulette, you think about what you would do in a situation if, if, uh, you had a gun in front of you. Now think about pulling the trigger five times yeah. and, and having to pick that gun up again. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. I know I'm going into a situation where my last match could be any moment. You know, and I've been very fortunate to avoid injury, um, knock on wood. Uh, but I mean, at the, the, the type of things that I do in a ring, um, you know, the law of averages says that pretty soon it's going to catch up to me. And I mean, I've, I felt like I've wrestled a safe for my, for my style. I've, I've wrestled a safe style. I don't take a whole lot of unnecessary risks. Um, but again, it, it's just the law of averages, man. It's, you know, I'm a human being. Um, you know, there are aches and pains that I have now that I'm never going to get rid of. And, and sooner or later, it's going to be too much. I mean, I know that. And so, yeah, I think about that all the time. How do I want to spend you know, this could be my last year in professional wrestling. I don't know. Hmm. How do I want to spend that? Well, I'm going to do anything and everything I can to keep performing at that top level and, and, and keep my name as relevant in the world of professional wrestling as I can. 
So with that being said, with, with all of your accolades, whichever, with everything that you've accomplished, is there anything left on, on that checklist that you, you really want to do knowing that your time could be running up? Well, um, just recently having added Scorpio Sky to our, our group, um, you know, starting the, the SoCal Uncensored group with him and Frankie Kazarian, um, there's a new goal in our, in our eyes uh, with the six-man titles at, at Ring of Honor. Um, you know, and for the last three years, being a part of Ring of Honor, our main nemesis, our main, our main uh, opponents have been the Young Bucks. And I mean, with them being the, the world tag, the world six man tag team champions, along with Adam Page, to us, it's just a natural fit for us to go for those championships now. Um, but, but above and beyond that, too, like, I feel like for the past three years, we've been like the main opponents for the Bullet Club. And um, that, to me, it says a lot, like the, over the years, having to wrestle the Young Bucks, having to wrestle Cody. Um, you know, and then you throw Marty Skrull and Adam Page in that group. Um, you know, we benefit from being the guys that are in the spotlight because those guys are in the spotlight. And because we're always up against those guys and we're, we're always throwing our name in the hat to be the opponents for those guys. Um, you know, people are watching what I think is uh, a great long-term feud between myself and Frankie and the Bullet Club and now adding Scorpio Sky a real talented guy um, to our group. Um, it just opens up a world of possibilities now that there's the three of us. You talk about uh, Bullet Club, you talk about facing them and, and being one of their regular opponents. And obviously uh, Cody and the Bucks just announced that big show, the all-in show on September 1st. How much How much are you guys talking about that? Do you think you might be a part of it? What, what can you tell us about that? I can almost assure you that we're going to be a part of it in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, Cody and the Bucks, they, uh, they've, they've, ta- they've, it's a grand undertaking that they've uh, set to accomplish here by, by doing the all in show by, by filling a 10,000 seat arena. And I, I think they understand too, that, um, you know, as, as good as they all are, they need people to go up against and, and they look for a challenge. And I mean, you know, you go back in the history of, of, of Ring of Honor, um, you know, a lot of times the biggest challenges to them have come from us. So, I mean, there's there's no question that we're going to be on that card in some way. I just don't know what it's going to be. If it's us versus the Bucks, if it's me versus Cody, if it's the three of us versus the Bucks and Paige, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a given that we're going to be doing something on that show. It's just a matter of finding out what the Bucks what Cody wants to, uh, how they want to play this game. Well, and obviously what a moment that will be for all of professional wrestling as we're winding down here with Christopher Daniels on jobbing out. But Christopher, how do you handle you know that and what they want to do versus how committed you all are to Ring of Honor, which you know has clearly been amazing? Like, Can you walk both lines over the course of the next year? Absolutely, man. I, I don't see the all-in show as... Uh, a separate thing from Ring of Honor. I feel like uh, I feel like the Bucks and Cody and the Bullet Club. They they know that Ring of Honor is their platform in the United States to perform. So I don't see them doing this all in show as a, a a middle finger to Ring of Honor at all. I feel like you know they they've been a part of some of the best 
Ring of Honor shows uh, in the past couple of years. And, you know, and that benefits the company as a whole. So, I mean, I don't think that they're looking to do this just by themselves. They're yeah. looking at this as Bullet Club and Ring of Honor together, um, you know, making 10,000 seat arena possible. So, yeah, I, I think we're absolutely going to, uh, you know, as far as the Ring of Honor year, as far as like everything we do in this year as Ring of Honor, I feel like it absolutely is going to be, you know, full steam ahead and on everybody putting their best effort together to uh, build the Ring of Honor fan base as much as possible. And then, you know, once we get to September 1st, um, making the 10,000 seat arena a reality. It's going to be so surreal, man. It's just going to be so freaking cool uh, to see all of this come together. And it's just really been like an amazing movement. I guess maybe proof. Like, Do you, do you kind of look at yourself when, when guys talk about, hey, what you're going to need to do as a professional wrestler? Is there some amount of pride that you have at this point of saying, hey, look, I'm living proof that you can accomplish everything. You can do what you want to do and make a great living in this business without having to go – you know, take the first deal that's offered to you by WWE and, and, and go run to what they say. Like, is there some amount of pride that you have in that? Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I, I feel like I, I'm not really the best example. Um, you know, I, it's funny, the fact that I've never had and probably never will have a, a performing contract with, Ring of, or with, uh, with WWE, um, you know, it wasn't for lack of trying back in the day, but you know, you look back at my career and I feel like the times where I best might've been, uh, you know, courted by WWE or something that the WWE might've been interested in were times when I was, you know, fully committed to TNA or fully committed to ring of honor. And so like for me, uh, the main focus for me had always been earning my living. So I was very fortunate that I had the opportunity to do that with TNA and very fortunate to be able to do that with Ring of Honor. And yeah, I mean, you can look at me and go, okay, well, there's a guy that's made it uh, without the, the WWE's machine behind him. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of better examples of guys that are thriving and surviving. I mean, you look at Cody, you look at the Young Bucks, you look at Joey Ryan, like these are all guys that are, are, you know, on their own and, and building their own brand. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and those are the guys that I think are inspiring young wrestlers today, uh, to try and to just keep going, you know, working as hard as they can, wherever they can to sort of build their brand as an individual. Um, it's, it's powerful, man. It's powerful to see it. There's no question about that. And obviously I, I do remember that you had a, you had dipped your toes in WWE waters once before on upon a time, but clearly was not, that wasn't where you made Christopher Daniels because of the, the, the toe dipping at that point. It's... Well, yeah. And I, I think too, like when I grew up to me, I think guys, they want, uh, they want, a lot of guys want the WWE or they see the WWE um, as the deal because they grew up watching the WWE. For me, I grew up watching, you know, Jim Crockett and yeah. WCW. So, I mean, in my eyes, there's, you know, if to me the end result is like wrestling where I grew up watching, it's impossible for me. You know, I was part of WCW for, you know, the smallest, the, the not even a shot, a shot of coffee. But I mean, like to me, it was just a matter of wrestling. And, um, 
you know, so I mean, when I had the, the, the jobs with TNA, when I had, and now that I've got the job with Ring of Honor, like that to me is the dream. Um, you know, could I have been in WWE? Yeah, if circumstances were different, I think I might have been able to, uh, given the right amount of circumstances, the right circumstances. But I mean, I've been fortunate that I didn't need it. Um, and I don't need it today. And there are other guys in this world that don't need it. And um, that, that I think is, is uh, for my own, my own instance, um, I was very fortunate that, uh, you know, these companies came along and gave me the opportunity to excel and provide for my family doing what I love to do. There is one more thing I want to ask about. I feel like it was about a month ago. There was a hashtag going around Twitter about uh, independent wrestling Mount Rushmore's. And your name seemed to be on just about everybody who tweeted about that as, as, you know, one of the top four most important people in independent wrestling. Just what does that mean to you? Whether or not, first of all, whether or not you believe that. And secondly, just that so many fans do believe that. Um, wow. Well, that's, that's uh, flattering, man. I, I didn't know that. Um, obviously no one tagged me specifically. <laughs> thanks, fans. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, if that's the case, uh, you know, that's awesome, man. I, I feel like all, all I can do now is just sort of stand behind my work and be proud of what I've done. And if people feel like that's the, uh, a position that I'm worthy to hold, then yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, you know, again, it, it, it all comes back to just doing my best and trying to, trying to earn the dollar to, you know, keep my lights on and keep my family fed and that sort of thing. And I was fortunate enough to do that doing what I love to do, which was wrestling. Um, and if people, you know, my particular path to where I am today, um, I don't know if there's going to be anybody in the world like that anymore. I mean, the closest, the closest guys are probably guys like Colt Cabana or, or Joey Ryan, you know, those guys that are truly working that independent scene that are uh, building their name and, and earning their paycheck month to month going all around the world. Um, you know, I, when I do interviews, a lot of guys, they still say, oh, you know, your, your name is the king of the indies. And I feel like that's, it's not really fair to say that anymore because I've been so firmly entrenched with either TNA or Ring yeah. of Honor in the past decade. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was how, you know, getting that word of mouth around about who I was led to the opportunities at TNA and at Ring of Honor. So, I mean, that sort of helped build that up. But, um, yeah, if, if that, if, if when I hang up the boots, that's sort of the legacy that I'll leave behind is the guy that sort of built his name on the Indies and, and got the opportunities in these two companies uh, that became, you know, alternatives to WWE. I guess that's going to be, uh, that's a pretty good legacy to leave behind. All right, th- this is the last one I promise. So if Glow wins the SAG Award for the best stunt ensemble, do you actually get like an award? Does everybody involved get one? Um, I don't think so. Ah. I think I think the stunt ensemble is specifically the guys that are in every episode. However, I have my tights from the episode I was in <laughs> at the ready, and I will run on stage <laughs> just, just as a supporting player in the back. Hell yeah! Wave right before I get tackled by security <laughs> and escorted to the street. So we'll see. We'll see. That's awesome, man. But um, they deserve it, man. It's a great show. And, it really uh, is. And uh, it was a, that was a great experience, too. 
uh, being able to do that. So, that's, I mean, that was a lot of fun. That's really cool. All right, he's Christopher Daniels, at FAC Daniels on Twitter. Um, what else can we plug for you, man? Um, just really the Ring of Honor stuff, man. I, you know, I, I, my 26th year in Ring of Honor uh, begins January 20th in, in Nashville. Um, so Cal Uncensored getting the title shot for the six man titles that night. And, uh, we'll see what, what develops, man. All right. uh, onward and upward. Like I said, Excelsior. I love it, man. At ring of honor on Twitter is how you follow them. And of course, ROHwrestling.com to find out more. Dude, we always love talking to you. You're, you you kill it every time. You're so great. And I actually just realized that we were nerds and talked about wrestling the entire time. And we should have been talking about like fun ass, like the new Black Panther trailer or something like that. But we'll do all that next time, we promise. And we really appreciate you next taking time the time for us. Great stuff. Uh, dude, he's just, that, that guy's an icon, man. Like, it's, it's as, as far as guys. He really, go, is, he really is on the Mount Rushmore of independent wrestling. I agree. And I don't think there's an argument against it. Well, I mean, I think his, his point about do you consider Ring of Honor TNA to be independent wrestling because he really has made a career working in those two companies. Yeah. I, I understand. But I, mean, I think even beyond that, though, I mean, he's so. He was. You know, we, we talk about kind of the Northwest boom right now with Defy and everything, but West Coast wrestling as a whole was. It was Christopher Daniels for the longer, no, longest you. time. Like, PWG isn't PWG without Christopher Daniels. So much of everything on the West Coast, you know, a lot of the independents was, you know, you had the East Coast, you had kind of the, the, you know, Tennessee, Memphis area, a little bit in Texas. You didn't really have much, you know, west of the Mississippi. And a lot of that is because of Christopher Daniels. Um, Correct. That's so true. I mean, you're right about all of that. I, I just... I, I, look, man, these, we, we do these, these Mount Rushmore things, and then some dopes don't want to put uh, Bruno San Martino on, on Mount Rushmore. So <laughs> you mean John Cena? You mean John Cena? That's AJ, that's AJ Francis, who's back with us. who had to duck out for a minute while we chatted with Christopher Daniels. Um, look, I, I hear you. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I don't know who I would – I don't know that I feel so strongly about somebody else that I would have to take Christopher Daniels off. So, you know, I get his point. But like, that, that also was- – like I know this isn't the point of you saying that, Aaron, but it's like if we were to actually make a Mount Rushmore of independent wrestlers, do you consider guys who spend uh, an entirety of their career on the independents only eligible? Because if not, you would no. have to say someone like uh, CM Punk. I, I think be... he's in consideration. I, I absolutely think CM Punk would be on that list. I just think what Christopher Daniels has done, like even if you take away the TNA, so I think that. Especially his first run of Ring of Honor, I think that does count as an independent because yeah, it's so, it was so different right, then right. than it is now. Now, I don't know if I would consider it, but then I absolutely would. I just think that what he's done, and even when he was in TNA, he was constantly you know, a part of these other independents. It, it wasn't like he was in, in TNA and that was the only thing he was doing. You know, he gave credence to, to you know, places in Chicago, IWA, Mid-South, you know, just all of these other companies that he gave a lot of credibility towards that mm. is just so important no, in, you're right. in there's, wrestling history. There's no world in which we're knocking Christopher Daniels, so right, let's, just, exactly. let's just make sure we do that. All right, um, there's some things that we got to handle. Uh, we, we mentioned uh, All In while we were talking to Christopher Daniels, and that appears to be full go at this point, and this was the push for a 10,000-seat show um for cody and the young bucks and looks like it's happening in september yeah labor day weekend which is interesting because uh bola is that weekend that either means that battle of los angeles is moving their dates or 
they're probably doing it. That means it's in California and they can still, you know, have all the people work with each other. Basically, everyone in the Bullet Club said all it, including one Stephen Amell posted. Yeah, I'm part of this. So sick. Like, you know, right now it is Bullet Club Wrestling. Obviously, more people are going to get involved with it. It'll be fascinating to see. And, you know, it'll be fascinating to see just how many they draw. You know, we we talked about this before, whether they can actually fill 10,000 or not. If they're building, if this is in California, if this is, and you're kind of almost corporate, like, hey, guys, this, make this, like, the, one of the biggest wrestling weekends. Come out to California, see our show, right. go to Battle of Los Angeles, do all of this stuff. It becomes interesting. I still don't know that they'll fill 10,000, but anything they do over 5,000 would be just unbelievable. By the way, just so, so you know, in uh, Ontario, California, there's a building called the Citizens Business Bank Arena that sits 11,000 people. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the the idea of if they're having it in California, that's where it's going to be. It's also not far. It's That's where the, um, the DX invasion happened. Or not the DX, the Bullet Club invasion happened. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, it was that building. So that's interesting. That's interesting. That's really funny. Um, yeah. You know, they got a lot of time if they if they start pushing it now. And this is the tricky part where I was sort of asking about, like, there's a lot of things that Ring of Honor wants to do between now and then. So I think there is a fine line of both trying to push all of the events that you're trying to do with Ring of Honor and then also giving full publicity to this event between now and September. And I think the other sort of wild card in all of this is. You know, the Ring of Honor guys are doing Chris Jericho's cruise in October. Uh, is Chris Jericho going to be part of this? I think, yeah. I, I think, right, if I was a betting man, I'd say unless Fozzie's on a tour or something like that, Jericho absolutely would be involved. And I think that is a big difference maker in whether you can get to the, num- the number 10,000. I think, and I don't know, you know, like, it as cra- if you could somehow I mean, pull- guy, my guy. My guy, you're missing. Are we even under? Are we even sure Brock Lesnar's going to be under contract with WWE? Then? No, we're not. I, I, I don't know. I think the cost of getting Brock Lesnar is too much for them. Like, yeah. I, I, oh, I, mean, I feel like a lot of these guys. You know, obviously they're going to get paid, but they're not asking for crazy. They, they want to. They want to be part to of do this. it for the sake of doing. It. And maybe there's something about Brock Lesnar that we don't know that that he would be inclined to. I also. mean, the man, the man went to New Japan. No, I hear you. It's not like and they not. paid him a shit yeah, ton they of did. money to go to New Japan. What we've known about Brock Lesnar is he does things for money. That's that's his deal. Is money is his thing. It's and so, I I, hey, bro, I'm not knocking him. This, I got no issue with Brock Lesnar liking money. Like, trust me, I'm all on board with that. I, I only bring it up in the I don't think that's going to be there for Brock Lesnar here. I don't think money is something that's going to be on the table. And what we know of him does not suggest that's something that he does you know, just for the love of wanting to do or being involved with it. So I'd be surprised. But Chris Jericho... So you're saying he's going to... You say only only Brock Lesnar's only in for the love of my... It's, it, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, but Jericho, I think, is the opposite, where, like, he would just do it because he wants to be involved with something. He wants to be involved with everything. So I could absolutely see Chris Jericho saying, I'll do it. Could you imagine a Chris Jericho-Kenny Omega return match? That'd be nice. Oh, Jericho would, doing. Cool. I mean, there, there's plenty of things. There's so many things I want Jericho to do now. Now that you know, it seems official that he's he's doing more dates for New Japan. Like he, he's teasing a feud with Naito. Like there's so many matches I want with Jericho now. That honestly, I, I, I no one's complaining about Omega. I'd almost rather see him do something a little bit different. Just because again, there's so much on that checklist I want to see. 
But yes, Jericho involved in anything involving that would be amazing. I agree. How about Jericho Christopher Daniels? Well, I'd be for that. I would say I would not be as excited to see like Jericho Cody. That just, I mean, it's fine. Well, no, I, I, I agree but, with you there. But that but doesn't like, get me amped for I have to spend money Jericho on Jericho Will Ospreay. Yeah, I mean, it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. It'd be unbelievable. I don't know why you'd be down on the idea of Jericho Omega again. I, it, I'm not down on it. I just, you know, I want to, as long as Jericho's out there, I want to see him doing a different match every time. Just my personal preference. But I'm not complaining about okay, Jericho but I, Omega, I think, too. I think like, it gets, no one's complaining about But that. I also think it would get us, like, a summer of Jericho Omega in America. You know what I mean? Like, a summer of them, you know, doing things around the... I think that would be exciting. Well, I, I guess I guess the question is, in, in my mind right now, they're not going... You know, they'll be doing the, the social media feuds and stuff to build this. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of on-screen build towards Well, this. I don't know where they would do it on-screen. I guess they Right, and that's the honor. thing. Yeah. So, if it's just more social media back and forth, that that's... Again, I'm not complaining about that at all. Right. But if you can t- say I can get, you know, a slightly different match with an equally awesome person, yeah, I might go for that okay. a little bit more. Let's um, let's spin out of this to the other thing we have to talk about, which is, of course, Wrestle Kingdom, um, which when we recorded last week had not happened yet, so we were previewing it. Obviously now it is in the books. Um, it looked amazing. I did not get to watch all of it. I got to watch – I've watched a bits and pieces of Wrestle Kingdom to this point that I have scoured for on the Internet, which has been more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Um, I, Aaron, I know you watched the entire thing. AJ, how much of it has you watched? Um, just uh, the first two matches. Okay, all right. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to let you walk us through it. What mattered most to you? And 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 give me the because we talked a lot last week about how how much it felt bigger. How it was just crazy to see people arranging their plans around Wrestle Kingdom. Give me what you think the fallout is from what was clearly just a massive, massive event. Yeah, I mean, it it was huge. Uh, I was surprised. Apparently, it wasn't quite as big uh, attendance-wise as people had thought at first. It actually, I think 2015 was bigger just in recent years. But, I mean, it it still was was bigger than the past few years. Uh, It felt big. Like I said, it was all over social media for the next two days, I feel, two or three days. People People talking about New Year's Dash afterwards. And that's the big thing. People kind of stuck around to say, okay, I watched this. I like this. I'm going to watch New Japan's version of the Raw after WrestleMania, uh, New Year's Dash right afterwards. Right. Uh, I thought it was, you know, of course it was a great show top to bottom. Um, I thought that actually, as far as just top to bottom overall, it might have been the best Wrestle Kingdom in, in quite a long time. I don't think it quite reached the heights as some of the past few Wrestle Kingdoms. I don't think there was a match that was as good as Okada Omega, Okada Tanahashi, Nakamura Bushi on here. But that doesn't mean that they were they were still, you know, I thought Jericho Omega was the best match. I thought they they laid it out perfectly for essentially what Jericho could do. Oh, I thought of that course was you excellent did, you match. racist. Of course you thought two white guys wrestling in <laughs> Japan were the best match. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, it's brutal. That's brutal. You want to whitewash New Japan. <laughs> oh God! God, it, it, it was I, funny that I it was it was, it was it and everybody loses their mind. It was it was two Canadians fighting for the U.S. title in Tokyo. Right, I did enjoy that little right. bit of it. That is pretty great. That um, is pretty great. I thought the the four way the the light heavyweight four way was incredible. I thought I actually I was I was expecting more out of Okada Naito, and a lot of people were complaining about the booking of that match. They thought Naito should have won. Um, 
we'll see. I, I have faith in the New Japan booking, so I, I assume this is going to be a longer build for Naito because Naito's just red hot right now. He has to win the belt soon, so I assume this is just going to be a little stumbling block so we can, you know, rebuild and finally win, and then it becomes an also a you know overcoming adversity story. Um, but it, it was wonderful, and, and like I said, it was just very cool to just be invited to a Wrestle Kingdom party where we spent half of the morning and all afternoon just watching Japanese wrestling. You know, you tell me two years ago that that was going to happen, and I'd say no way. So it was really cool. Um, That's dope. I mean, I, 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 I don't have anything else to say other than it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just awesome. And um, I am also interested in seeing where they go from there. Um, I'm interested, really, in just what Chris Jericho's plans are. Like, what, what gets him going? Yeah, I mean Jericho's very clearly staying around for at least a little bit. He uh, at the at New Year's Dash he attacked Naito, attacked it, attacked Naito, uh, and it looks like he's not going to be around for New Beginnings, which is their next big pay per view. But a lot of people are speculating that's going to be the main event of the um, uh, was Strong Style Evolved, the the next California show that they do. Okay. So, you know, so he's going to be around for at least a little bit. And just the fact that he's willing to do, whether it's one more match, whether it's a few more matches, again, just opens people's imagination. Oh, you know, Jericho's doing this. Could we see Jericho Tanahashi? Could we see Jericho Okada? What, you know, what exactly are we going to see out of this? And and it's awesome. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Very good, man. Let's get some plugs in. AJ, tell us all about Frank. Tell us about the Francis Sports Academy. Yeah, big news, man. My uh, Olympic Gold music video got over 100,000 views on YouTube. Um, I just dropped my ACTR video last week. Uh, It has over 27,000 views already in like nine days. Um, So things are going really good, man. um, I'm still lining up some shows. And um, I'm actually going to be performing for the student section at the University of Maryland before the Michigan game, Michigan State game on the 28th. Holy crap. That's oh, cool, man. Wait, so you're back in town for the Rumble? Uh, I guess I will be, yeah. All right. Rumble very party good. at my place. Very good. Sick. I love it. Awesome, man. That's really that's very very cool. Um, cool, Aaron. You uh, did you give the social media by the way? And oh yeah, sorry. And you can follow me um, as well as the Francis Sports Academy. I'm gonna be training kids in uh, Orlando starting next week. So you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis four one zero. Once again, that's at AJ Francis four one zero. Aaron, you're on Twitter at the AOster. Shows on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. And of course, you can get us via the email Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And what do you have coming up, Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, nothing concrete right now. Just keep your eye. I have a lot of stories kind of pitched around, and uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, I, I love. I've had a few people reach out. Um, I, you know, I, w- I want to do stuff. That the easiest thing for me to tell everybody is for Mania weekend. We're gonna do Mania crawl. Like that'll be part of the plans. We don't really know what our other plans are yet for Mania weekend. So, like, you got ideas? You want to do something? Something like that? Just shoot us over uh, an email. That's the best way to do it. Um, like uh, I, I, we want to do more stuff. We want to hang out, and we want to tell you what shows we're going to be going to, so you can choose those shows too. Like we'll try to, to coordinate all that. But let us know if you're going, um, and if you're a jobber and you're going to be down there. Just let us know what your plans are, and we'll try to all hook up that way. So just hit us an email that way as we start looking towards WrestleMania weekend, which is uh, remarkably less than three months away. That's, that's and very good, exciting. And the good, new, the good news about that is the fact that if you want to find us, just go to Bourbon Street literally every that's night. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Aaron will be the one who's drunk about three minutes into the night. 
that'll be that'll be hey, that's the goes. best that's the best way to do bourbon street that's i don't good. know what you guys are doing and i'll be the big black one right yes <laughs> right well there'll be wrestlers there too so there might be other big black ones i've also decided i'm totally going to the new, or- new orleans baby cakes game monday afternoon so oh that's is that a awesome. thing all right all right i mean i hear you all right, I'm uh, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. Thanks again to Christopher Daniels. He's awesome. Uh, great conversation if you missed it. Uh, I don't know how you missed it. It's a podcast. What am I doing? That was a weird thing to say. <laughs> There's no archives on this yeah, show. Yeah, right? God, I'm, a such, a, I'm such a dork. All right, uh, for Aaron and for the main event. This is actually awkward because it's possible he said it the last time and I didn't hear it because he's cutting out a little bit on Skype. So I'll just – oh, damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. <laughs>